Astronauts to the moon. Ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Houston, we have a problem. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. We stopped to go on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. What you're seeing here is a mirage. What's going on, everyone? It's Jaren from Jarenism back with another live video for you. It is Friday, the 17th of July, and that means it's time for another Jarenism Friday Lounge. So thank you guys for joining us. No matter where you might be, you could be in DLive or maybe you're on YouTube. Wherever you are, we appreciate it. We are on to episode number 35. I just called today Virus Mania because it seems like that's where we're at, man. It's some sort of virus mania, some sort of virus stupor. Uh, virus overload, I don't know what you want to call it, virus hysteria, and it's causing a virus division, but you know, like we say, fear is the, the true virus, fear is the actual contagion, and fear is overwhelming people, and we hope to be voices of reason in that sea of fear. I'm not alone today, I have some panel members with me. First, we have Iru Landucci from Land of the Upside. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me on. And like you said, yes, it's 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 crazy, man. Right now, supposedly in Florida, you go back like uh, to face whatever, something like that. Because here in Argentina, they are saying that uh, in, in Florida, not California, but Florida, for example, is getting back to you know phase some, one. You mean? No phase one, but oh. supposedly you have like. Um, um, oh, everybody's dying. No, they're oh. not dying, but uh, we call uh, rebrote. Uh, it's like Regressing. reborn of the virus, you know. So yeah, now that's what they they're saying. To of have, yeah, yeah, no, everybody's the whole world's gonna go down if this uh, continues. Is what they're saying. But uh, at least, man, you are, you know, like United States always is the first in everything. Well, you are <laughs> the first in contagious and things like that. Oh, you know? we have the most you, you cases, the, record. the most deaths. Yeah, we're we're very proud of that. Oh, no, I'm in yeah. California where things are just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And what are you going to do? Uh, I liked it better before. I was talking about it last night, but you know, I liked it better before. I don't mind. I actually am in agreement with the fact that businesses should be allowed, if they want, to require masks. And then what would happen in a real kind of you know, free market situation is uh, other businesses, like let's say a grocery store, if one grocery store in town was requiring masks, well, the other grocery store would probably be smart enough to say, well, let's not require masks. And then you would get the other half of the business. Um, that's how you kind of let you know, vote with your money. And the problem with it is here now is that everything's mandated. So you don't even have a choice anymore. So I, I didn't mind before when I had a choice. When Costco came out and said, yeah, we're going to require people to wear masks. Uh, my wife and I went there once more, and then we just said we're not shopping at Costco. Don't do our business. Uh, but now we no longer have that option to choose because the businesses no longer have an option to choose. Businesses all have to require masks here in California. Again, we get away with not doing it. We just walk in and do our shopping. And so far, there hasn't been any problems, most likely because my wife is pregnant. So I think people don't want to argue with her about it. <clears throat> but who knows? It's getting it's getting gross. I don't know what else to say. I just think the whole thing is... I just can't stand anymore. Every time I hear somebody saying, we need to be wearing masks, we need to be practicing social distancing, I just don't want to puke. So, what about you guys? You, you saw the uh, the, face, the, um, the Facebook owner, uh, I forget the name, sorry, man. 
uh, Zuckerberg. Yeah, with uh, Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Talking, uh, talking about the youth. Uh, how, how you know the youth feel so strong, but they are the one of the first, uh, you know, contagious oh, agents. Uh, blah blah blah. Amazing. Let's it's, also it's, let's also bring on Austin from Wits It Gets It. Austin, what's up? We missed you last week. Hey, yeah, I missed it too, man. What's going on? They've done the mask mandate thing here in Tennessee too, but I don't know how it is there. Like the governor gave that mandate or whatever, and then the metropolitan cities, the bigger cities, they adhere to it, but the smaller cities, they don't. And I live in a small city. You know, I've never had one issue. There's not even like signs on doors here. But when I go to the city I used to live in. Um, yeah, dude, it's been taken over. Every single gas station and right. store has that mandate on it. Now, I go into all those places without one, but I'm like the only one in there that has the balls to even walk in without one. So it's kind of it's kind of disheartening. Totally agree. And I think the same is true in California. I mean, if you got a little bit more, and I wouldn't consider the city I live in big, but if I went a little bit more on the outskirts, I bet you it wouldn't be as strong. And we kind of got it after everywhere else, right? So for a while... They just weren't requiring it here. People, restaurants were opening, and inside seating was coming back. Uh, it all seemed to be going in the right direction. Then, of course, it's not so and then, yeah, cities like mine now, uh, like you said, I can go into places. Uh, little corner mark down here. I went there yesterday. A big sign on the door. You know, no mask, no entry. I just walked in, got what I needed. Those guys want the business, right? <laughs> so they're not going to say anything. To but like our grocery store here, yeah, absolutely. How many people want to go to the Clearly, my wife and I are the only ones without a mask. We did go last week or so, and I saw a guy wearing a nice shirt that said uh, COVID-19 has tested positive for fraud. And it was funny, he was standing kind of at the deli counter. Went up to him and kind of gave him a high five. It's a nice shirt. I like the shirt right in. And he wasn't wearing a mask either. And then some other guy with a mask came up to him and said, Man, where can I get that shirt? How did you get in here without a mask? And the guy's like, I just walked in, just like this guy. Oh, okay, I'll do that next time. So hopefully it's rubbing off. I don't know. It's getting kind of crazy, though. Uh, we also have Rodrigo Ferrari Nunez. Rodrigo, sorry to leave you waiting. Hey, Jaren, how's it going? Yeah, man, um, very different going on here right now there's like there's kind of a noise here because there's people playing outside and i've been going to going downtown and i mean you can spot the people in mass from time to time but they're very rare um yeah i don't know what's going on i know that the restaurants here sued the government for the 1.5 meter rules and all the contradictions that you listed all the contradictions and went after the government to to stop it so i don't not sure people are uh, conforming to anything. They don't have a mass mandate uh, apart from the public transit and we haven't been taking it. I, I took it once to the housemaid one that I had to take to go to the supermarket and I didn't even wear it. I kept it outside of my nose for, for the ride. There was nobody in the bus and then I just started biking uh, all the time. So, uh, And people just going outside here. It's, it's, it's odd uh, that how how crazy things are over in the United States and I don't know what's going on if it's just election year and that's what you get it's for the campaign you know uh, but it's insane in Brazil it's you know now if you try to argue with the Brazilians 
that there's no COVID and that germ theory is wrong, you know, they're gonna, you, you're not gonna get anywhere. Because by now people have, people believe that their loved ones have died with it and been diagnosed. I, I know a bunch of people already. So, um, it's <laughs> the trick really works for, for, for many people, you know, so. Tony Smith um, just sent a super chat. He says, why has the media been falsely equating positive antibody tests with infection? Well, the media is garbage. <laughs> That's why they do that. But <clears throat> I was wondering, what do you guys think about the, uh, something that's come up over the last couple of days about this whole idea of germ theory being incorrect? But I'm wondering, what are your guys' memories as a child? Because, you know, at first, just like flat earth, right? Uh, and by the way, I've noticed a lot of people using my name Truer. You mentioned it last week, I was saying that uh, I wish we would have gone with Truer instead of Flat Earth because they couldn't use it in these news articles constantly to make fun of us. If they said, like, you know, oh, with these True Earth believers, people would start looking into that. Like, we should have used <laughs> That's that. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm starting to see it. So I said, if we had a summit this year or some sort of a conference, I said, rather than calling it the Flat Earth International Conference, I think more people would would be interested in, like, what the hell are these guys talking about if we called it the True Earth International Conference? So yeah. anyway, I'm seeing I, I try to avoid, talk avoid talking about Flat Earth. I, I talk more about the colonial cosmology. Right. Because I want to focus on what the colonial cosmology is and how you shouldn't. It's just basically has all these features. It doesn't matter if you're going to call the, the true. Yeah, and the true earth is a good one. Right. Right. It's, uh, you know, how you figure that one out. I've been thinking about that and writing a little bit about the notion of truth because, you know, that one's complicated. And that in relation with belief because you can get away from it at the end of the day. Um, you know, there will be things that you believe you know, but you don't really, and that's just part of how language works. But you know, there's still it's not for everything, though. And for certain, we can we, we know when we see a deception, and, and that's what the transformation is all about. So, so I, there's no way back. I think they're pushing. Did you see that physics article? Yeah, isn't that a that? repeat of something else? Haven't I? I thought I read that months ago. But I did see it just posted in one of the Skype chats this week. But uh, I like the idea of True Earth so much more because it, when people hear it, it, may, it really implies that the other is false, right? <laughs> so if people are like, well, these guys believe in the True Earth, that means that the other one is false. When you when you hear Flat Earth, when somebody says, I believe in a Flat Earth, it doesn't imply, uh, I don't know, at least as strongly as I would like so it. Much baggage, right? Right? So much baggage, right? So much, right. And you always get these people talking about, well, what don't you just fall off? And what, you know, the, you know, can't. Where's the edge? Show me a picture of the edge. Well, when I say I believe in the true earth, that you know, somebody can say, show me the picture of the edge. Well, that's ridiculous. There's no edge of true earth. So you're an idiot. So I don't know. I like the idea. But what I was getting at is, just like with flat earth, when we all first heard it, just like when I heard it and said to my wife, she was crazy, and how could planes possibly go around it? And that's stupid. Um, the same thing, people lash out at with viruses, right? I mean, they. It's such a simple concept that we were taught that people get sick from each other whereas you know and at first i'm like well i thought that yeah i thought that i got sick from other people but now i look back and it's like i keep talking about it but when i grew up when you know i grew up with my sister we were three years apart but when one of us was sick my mom used to make out make out the couch she would you know lay some blankets on the couch maybe a sheet uh we'd have a little garbage bag next to us if we were going to throw up she'd bring us crackers saltines uh, seven up but my mom never got sick. 
you know, looking back, I'm like, well, that's weird. And neither did somebody else in the house. It wasn't like one person got the flu and then everybody was throwing up. And I also think about school, like if it was as contagious as they say to get the flu or to get cold, I mean, I would think that everybody in school would be sick at the same time. We would have, you know, 30 children in class, wouldn't it have been, oh, two people showed up today because the other 28 have the flu. Uh, it always seemed to me like there was always one person or so sick. Um, what do you guys think? What are your memories? Do you think you remember getting sick from someone else? Do you think that's how it works? Do you think you can sneeze on somebody and get them the flu? I'm, I'm, I'm curious what you guys think. No, it's all a fairy tale. It's never happened to me. I didn't even, I didn't even get chicken pox. I don't. I think that uh, this is where this is why I think people get real uncomfortable because it's something like this. Well, if everyone in the house believes that they're gonna get sick because one person in the house is sick, I would say you've increased the probability that you start feeling sick. Right. That's what I was telling really, somebody last night. Somebody was like, "Well, somebody's like, well, I sneezed on my wife one time, and the next day she had a cold." like no well i mean did, did as soon as you sneezed on her did she start to get real fearful and afraid and he's like well would that be you're saying that that would make her sick and you know, being afraid of the cold would get you the cold I'm like yes <laughs> exactly so. good luck trying to tell a normie that yeah it's impossible man um it really is difficult last night we had uh and uh, dr kaufman on with nathan uh, stoltman and it was a battle back and forth because nathan is a believer in it all believes all the numbers believes people are dying uh, you know, in mass numbers and believes that the crematoriums are overflowing with smoke and they never stop billowing uh, the crematoriums are running 24 hours a day and everybody's dying <laughs> it's like it's, all, it's like we're like two perfect exactly well what's so funny though I mean dude they're not it's very out in the open at this point, what we've been saying this whole time is true when it comes to inflation of numbers. America is just testing more people. They're also acknowledging the positive test don't mean it's actually, you're actually positive. You could just even test positive for the coronavirus that causes the common cold. That's on CDC's own website. The numbers are getting really high, but the mortality rate, the death total isn't getting real high. So the mortality rate is decreasing using their own propaganda and people still think they're dying. You know, it's crazy. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, And again, I believe if people want to live in that fear, go right ahead. It's just my same belief with masks. If you want to wear a mask, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. Go ahead and wear a mask. I I would say, you know, that there are a few things that, you know, you can get infected by parasites, you know, worms, things like this. You can get bit by an insect that has a parasite in it. It can get. There are things you can get, toxoplasmosis. Yeah, that, that, that's like Spider-Man convert to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, one now of the, there's the, one of the, the things he was Chagas, saying... Chagas, there's some, some insects that, that, that they collect from the blood of an animal, the parasite, and then they deposit on you. Um, right. That, that's, that there's one in Brazil you can get, like, there's the Chagas fever that you can get. I mean, these things, of course, they Are those considered not, viruses? It's a parasite. Parasites. No, 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 they're parasites. They're creatures that live in you. So but the only kind of viruses, not so benign. The only uh, kind of the only kind of viruses that I'm kind of confused on, or I mean, what about sexually transmitted things like yeah. crabs or uh, gonorrhea? Syphilis. Or, yeah, I gonorrhea. Mean, those things exist. Yeah, I, I think they, they're probably bacteria. I, I don't know. They probably are. Huh? That's I mean, what I was thinking and too. there are poison. There is poison, right? You can die by drinking poison. You can get toxic, totally toxic. 
and that's what disease looks like and, and that's what usually is confused that's for the naturopaths as far as i understand that's what people would confuse with the number of and viruses through the theory. yeah and and remember that uh, that is why for example bill gates is so interested in in the manipulation of the mosquitoes and things like that like you know uses as a weapon uh, to transfer disease Uh, like you mentioned before, Rodrigo, about the spiders, you know, when the spider maybe beat you and things like that. It's, it's For me, it's, it's also a little confused between virus, parasite. You have different types of vi uh, viruses. It's not just the virus that, you know, you, you related with the uh, RNA um, mm -hmm. conflict inside the cells. You, the, there the is retroviruses, right? Yes, there's there is. It's, it's, exactly. Well, there's but a difference remember, in yeah, vaccine. I, I know yeah. that the, the story the mainstream biologists tell about the retroviruses is that they can, for instance, uh, infect a dog, and then they collect DNA from that dog, then they can infect you, and then they'll edit your DNA with the DNA of the dog, and then you reproduce that DNA, uh, and then you, somehow you have the DNA from your dog, and they save it from the dog in you, and you produce this, and they say that that's one of the drivers for evolution potentially these viruses jumping species and, and taking no, DNA. then we know so, it's nonsense then. I, i think it's total nonsense yeah, it has to be <laughs> if it talks about evolution. but what i'm saying is the difference is infection is one thing but the causation of the infection is what's being challenged right is right. the virus causing the infection we can certainly observe infection But what's being challenged is the claimed causation. It's never been scientifically substantiated. So it is actually just theoretical when it comes to the cause. Hence germ mm -hmm. theory. Well, there's <laughs> a, the, we heard, for instance, on the tetanus case, right, that the, the, you can get this thing that they call tetanus, but it has to be, if I'm not mistaken, like horse shit on a rusty nail you have to cut yourself and that needs to get into your blood and not come out there's this, like there's all these things that have to happen and then you get this thing called tetanus now whether or not the, the vaccine or how it works and how it relates to this covid thing it's really it's, it's a mystery i have no idea but it's probably as far as germ theory goes that would all be i, I forget what they actually said about tetanus because I, i do you remember this this discussion I don't know, but if you put a poop-covered needle or nail in you, I expect you yeah. to not feel too good, you know? Yeah, like, that, you know, that's what I think. So you can get infected by poison, right? That's yeah, the clear. cause is probably the poop-covered nail, you know? That's probably the cause of your infection. It's not this yeah. magical virus that floats around in the air, you know? It's, just, no, no, just, no. it's a fairy tale, man. It's it's consistent with the heliocentric model in all in evolution it's all fairy tales dude. All and that's just such a big red pill for some people you know it's so funny to think about i mean that there's something so small a little tiny thing that none of us can see with our eyes just picture that I mean, hold your hand out and picture there's something in your hand right now that you can't see it's so small and it's got little corona tips it's got a little crown on it and if you breathe that in it will attach it's just so stupid so stupid get away with it because because if you look into microscopes and into the blood and you know the body's full of all these bacteria that help us right. survive all these good bacteria right yeah, so then you have this it's like so vast the variety of it and 
it's, it's insane. It's impossible to study in a lifetime, obviously. Right. And uh, then, you know, because there is this micro universe that's pretty magical, the way what it does inside of us, inside the cells, and things are something is happening right uh but you know it's they in, they invented this war metaphor war like they invented the notion that nature is out to get you essentially that's how you see it it's the same as like the colonialism and huh same one like what colonialism same kind of idea yeah well they were do- making war like it's it's from i guess the germ theory comes from from kind of war context and inventing right. those cordon sanitaire i guess it's one of the ideas that when they invented this idea of infection and that people are carrying it like zombies coming in and passing around i think it was here somewhere in belgium or in france that they created a this cordon like a what do you call it cordon is like a ribbon right this sanitary ribbon basically a boundary the notion that you have to keep these boundaries and quarantines and so on and so forth and that just became standard for for population control uh, and resets essentially it seems to be um, i was talking to uap the other day and he showed me some of the stuff from the world fairs and that, that stuff is, doesn't make any sense does Dude, it fit? you know you know what just hit me it this is all tied together so they tell us that nature is bad when in fact synthetic is what's detrimental right but but these people have a materialistic worldview, generally speaking, and that's what the heliocentric model has presented them. It's yeah. given them what they interpret as like a viable option right. for a materialistic worldview. If this if you're created, nature isn't hurting you, you know. So it's like it kind of needs. They all need each other. The fairy tales are kind of codependent. Absolutely, yeah, without a doubt. I, and I still can't believe that uh, this whole this little virus that's supposed to go around and make you sick and, and the fact that people don't recognize that it has never been singled out like, you would think mm-hmm. if it's that simple you would be able to now, you imagine that they were observing this thing coming into the cell and doing all this stuff right. and the disease coming out and then that's you can how you take imagine. it out you can take it out and then you go put it in the mouth of somebody who's uh, fine and then they get sick that'd be very easy that's it's very easy proof to say this virus causes this sickness because we singled out this virus and we put it into this host and it gets sick and they've never done that so i mean i'll read from this real quick and i'll put both these books in the uh description so that people can download them i've been talking about them but i haven't actually brought them up on screen yet this one here is called science virus inc scientism's high priest for profit spar sars flu spanish 1918 um and it's the, the whole book here, you know, hundreds of pages, 319 pages. But I'm going to read from this one, 2005, H5N1, avian flu, no proof of the avian flu and not a glimmer of proof. But I just wanted to read this one section here, talking about failed infection attempts. And again, for anybody who believes that we get sick by just sneezing on somebody or somebody in the grocery store is going to accidentally touch an orange and then you're going to come by without your mask and, and sniff it and somehow you're going to get sick. Uh, failed infection attempts. It says, in order to be able to better assess this puzzling mass disease, an attempt to simulate infection was undertaken with volunteers in Boston in November 1918. There were 62 healthy sailors charged with delinquency and sent to prison. They had been promised a pardon under the condition that they take part in an experiment. 39 of them had not had influenza, so the theory was that they would be particularly susceptible to infection and illness, but the results proved nothing of the sort as American scientific journalist Gina Colada describes in her book Influenza. 
Navy doctors collected the mucus from men who were desperately ill from the flu, gathering thick, viscous secretions from their noses and throats. They sprayed the mucus from flu patients into the noses and throats of some men and dropped it into the other men's eyes. In one attempt, they <laughs> in one attempt they swabbed mucus from the back of the nose of a man with the flu and then directly swabbed one patient's nasal septum and rubbed it directly onto the nasal septum of one of the volunteers. Trying to simulate what happens naturally when people are exposed to flu victims, the doctors took 10 of the volunteers onto the hospital ward where men were dying of the disease. The sick men lay huddled on narrow beds, burning with fever, drifting in and out of sleep and delirium. The 10 healthy men were given their instructions. Each was to walk up to a bed of a sick man, draw near him, lean into his face, breathe into his fetid breath, and chat with him for five minutes to be sure that the healthy man had had a full exposure to the sick man's disease. The sick man was able to exhale deeply while the healthy man drew the sick man's breath directly into his own lungs. Finally, the flu victim coughed five times into the volunteer's face. Each healthy volunteer repeated these actions with 10 different flu patients. Each flu patient had been seriously ill for no more than three days, a period when the virus or whatever it was causing the flu should still be around in his mucus and his nose and his lungs, but not a single healthy man got sick. A comparable experiment carried out under much stricter conditions took place in San Francisco with 50 imprisoned sailors, but once again, the results did not correspond with the doctors had expected. Scientists were stunned. If these healthy volunteers did not get infected with influenza despite doctors' best efforts to make them ill, then what is causing this disease? How exactly did people get the flu? This book goes on and on and on and talks all about it, so you can read it yourself if you want, but I think that that's absolutely incredible. And then I've heard stories of them putting bags on sick horses' heads and trying to transfer that onto a, you know, healthy horses and the horses didn't get sick and I hope he was oh Jaren humans aren't horses I get it I get it but you have to question how the hell could this possibly happen where you could have people and I even did you know the other one that's in Invisible Rainbow talks about a similar study with 100 people where they actually injected it into the people's bloodstreams and it still didn't get them sick just imagine who came up with that, bro. Who, who was sitting in a room and like, I got it. These imaginary little viruses. We'll say they're alive. You can never see them, but they're just floating around getting everyone sick. Like, who came up with that? That seems so weird. And the thing is, you know, the theory came before, like, okay, so they say you can see viruses now with an electron microscope, right? But when did, yeah. they didn't have, did they have electron microscopes 100 years ago? They could supposedly see these things? They like the, like they told the story after? of how how uh, what's his name the, the French guy Pasteur how he came up with rabies and he basically concocted a poison to kind of leave rotted stuff outside to gather these bacteria they're kind of like yeast <clears throat> but a poisonous kind and then he, he injected it in a, in a cat or a dog and then he said, oh, this is rabies. And the, the, the dog died in front of everybody, injected in the head a bunch of, of this stuff. So that's, that's their virus there. <laughs> so just criminal enterprise, essentially. So yeah, this book goes on over medication and massive vaccination campaigns. Anyway, both these will be in the description. I think both of them are well worth reading. But again, yeah, I don't even know how they came up with this. It is germ theory for a reason. And it's not in anyone's interest to study the new Imagine if they would have to change all that. That's the kind of thing where science has to hold on to the germ theory. They can't, well, I mean, they can't ever admit, oops, we were wrong about that for 100 years, and we've subjected people, and people have died over well, it. And they, can't, they can't do it. 
one thing that is incredible, like it's how it is parallel with the with the ball, like like Austin was suggesting as yeah. well, right? Because even goes because when you look at other cultures, they don't have that idea of infection. They don't have that idea of disease. It's it's really more centered on nutrition. You see that Chinese medicine is all about energy and, and nutrition and herbs. Right? So it's it's thousands and thousands of herbs that they know how to use in different ways and then they look at the stars and look at the body chakras called chakras and so on and they, they have acupuncture and things like this. But they don't have this idea that the viruses are jumping around and they have thousands of years of, of medicine. <laughs> <clears throat> Got a couple more super chats. Thank you very much. Uh, Supa Bill, Supa Bill said no Stein. Happy face. <laughs> yes, I gave Stein the day off. Uh, if people didn't get a chance to watch yesterday's show, we did a Thursday live show with uh, Dave Weiss, uh, Alex Stein, and myself, and maybe we'll do that on Thursdays for a little while until I get anybody lined up for interviews. I don't have any interviews lined up for the future so uh if people want to find that what we did was we just did like 10 minutes on youtube and then we did the rest on dlive so that'll be there for three more days or two, two more days on dlive if you go to my dlive channel and hit replays you can find old episodes but also if you go to my website just to show you whenever i do a show like that where we pull or we only do half of it if you go to my website click on the suggestion video click the little plus button and entire video so the entire video is on my website i need to know if you want to watch yesterday's show with me dirt and stein uh the entire thing will be on my website so i know a lot of people are upset why aren't you doing it on youtube well we talked about some things that youtube doesn't allow and so that's the way we're going to do that thursday show at least for now so you can go to dlive for the next couple days if you don't find it there you can still find it on so that was fun yesterday. Thank you for the super chat. Kyle Marine said, "I've been I've been a flat earther for a couple months now, and everyone I try and tell call me call me a freaking idiot. So I don't even try with the planet. Yeah, uh, it's a tough one to you know. I, everybody again. We, we always talk about these little baby steps, right? Like the uh, staircase of belief, where you have to start." At the bottom, and that's why you know to talk about flat Earth. You have to have convince them, or at least they have to be open to the idea that we didn't go to the moon. Uh, with virus, with <laughs> virus mania, with uh, germ theory. I mean, what's a prerequisite for that? I guess understanding the Rockefeller-run uh, medicine, medical industry, understanding big pharma is a joke, being anti-vax. Is that step one? You think, Austin, to getting people to see this? Um, I don't know how you get people. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's tough. You got to get them somewhere. Yeah, Where do you start? Uh, I think everyone. It's relative to everyone, you know. So I don't know. Cer certain things strike a chord with certain people. That's what I found. That's why we have a pretty difficult task. You know, you can't just go out saying the, the same thing over and over because it's not. It's not going to wake people up. So I, I don't know. There's really no easy answer. It's all relative. Yeah, I guess it just depends. There is people out there. You know, they just are afraid to voice it. And again, when you have businesses requiring people to wear masks, um, you know, you got to be brave if you're gonna. So, you know, you, yeah, you should be able to go in there and just recognize people not wearing masks and go, "All right, this person gets it, this person gets it." But it's becoming very difficult to stand against the crowd. And I still think 
this is all going to lead towards vaccinations. Um, some people disagree. They don't believe in the slippery slope argument. They think uh, just because you wear a mask doesn't mean that you'll eventually get vaccinated. I disagree. I think that these are just small steps. Uh, right now, the whole idea is they're getting people to think that well, these things that I do, even though I'm not sick, even though I'm healthy, I need to do these things for your health. And that's the same line that they're going to use with vaccines. Eventually, it's going to be, and you watch. I mean, just like right now where you can't get into a store without a mask, I don't put it past them that in the future you won't be able to uh, go into a store without a vaccination or that you won't be able to fly in a plane. I think those things are coming. Uh, Zimri well, top- Moderna is announcing that they have the vaccine right now. They are entering the, in the last phase of the vaccination here in Argentina. And hey. we are celebrating. We are celebrating, Woo, supposedly, vaccine. because, Woo, yes, the uh, United sure States is tasted. Next sure week, I believe of... in two weeks, you're going to start uh, testing in 30,000 people in the United States. And because in Argentina we made uh, things good, uh, supposedly, uh, we are received as a... As, as a um, uh, as a, uh, <laughs> sorry for my English, man. I, we're going to receive the vaccine as a reward. Because yeah, we have a good lucky you know, man. behavior. We, we shut down the country very early and we did, you know, amazing things it. to keep people inside they'll... our houses and all that kind of stuff. So United States and Argentina reward. is going to be the first country to test the vaccination. Of course, here in Argentina, in the mainstream media, even in the mainstream media, the virologists and all those guys are saying no please uh, we got we, we we want uh we don't want to be uh you know uh, the first one to test the vaccine but supposedly our president in some quote-unquote secret uh meetings uh with george soros and things like that they ag- agree in in exchange for the death that doubt that we have with the FMI and things like that, that that's something that we need to pay, you know, with the, the our own citizens. Yes, it's really crazy, man. It's really crazy. But the fact is, Moderna announced that they have the vaccine and they are going to start the last phase testing in humans in United States and Argentina. And of course, for me, a, a really big candidate also is going to be Brazil because Brazil right now is announcing that they have more than, than 2 million people with the virus, uh, you know, so. Where can you sign up if you want to be part of that test? Because I want, I want like 10 of them. I want like 10, 10 of the vaccinations if possible. And, and you know, well, I, I, don't know. I know if they're going to be free, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for it. <laughs> I want to pay for you it. You pay for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll just pay, pay for yeah. it. It seems like no, you I, make, make sure you're safe, right? You're just oh, better safe than sorry. Right. If one vaccine works, then what, 20 should work great, right? <laughs> just just shoot me 20 times in the arm. It's not like you're taking blood. You're just you're just giving me the antibody. I'll take 20 of them. So, yeah, I guess that's definitely the answer to your question, right? Uh, it's pretty pivotal. We expose the lack of efficacy of vaccines and, in fact, how dangerous they are more so now than ever right if you get 
if you get the normies on board with that, um, that would be a good starting point. I would say. Well, what do you think the percentage is? Because I feel like maybe it's just my mind playing tricks on me, but I feel like everything that I look at and all these news stories, it's constantly like set up in a way where it turns 50% against 50%. So if somebody just told me off the top of my head, Jaron, what's the percentage of people against vaccines and for vaccines? I feel like it's 50%. I mean, what do you yeah, think yeah, that's what they, that's what mainstream basically says too, right? But this is what they also double down with is that they have to at least reach 70% inoculation to get herd immunity. Right. So they're just going to try to pull 20% from the anti-vaxxers, right? With societal ostracism and pressure or whatever, or yeah. just like wanting to get back to normal. As long as they can get the 20% over to the other side, then that's what they're pushing for, it looks like. That's crazy. Uh, we got a couple more super chats. Henry says, I've had a lot of success when sharing conspiracies including about Earth. Sweet. Jaron, can you talk a bit about the home birth, how you went about it, its cost, etc.? I've been wanting to do that, but I'm still unsure. Uh, yeah, I talked about it mostly last week, and then we talked about it. And if you watch the show with Amanda Vollmer that's on my channel, we talked about it there. But the cost for us, and thank you again to everyone that we, you know, filled that GoFundMe in like 24 hours, so that was awesome. Uh, the cost for us was 4500 again. For people in other countries, that's different. Uh, Rodrigo had a home birth and said it was essentially free, right, Rodrigo? Yeah, pretty much. We, we had to pay some cost for the ladies that came to help. There was like maybe 200 euros at okay. the end, yeah. but after, not not before, way after. Uh, oh, wow. There, so yeah, there was nothing, nothing required before. Um, and I, I, I really recommend the, the water. It's it's going to be great. Um, it is it recommended here for a, wow. better than more than at, at home and with the with the pool is the, the the midwives recommend more than in a hospital for many reasons. Many reasons. Yeah, and again, I think Canada's kind of the same thing because Canada's got the healthcare, so I think you can get it home birth if you want, pretty cheap. In the United States, of course, you know, we're run by hospitals and make their money, so of course. Uh, but, uh, or have insurance and do it. But as far as the home births, no insurance that I know of covers that. Here in the States, I could be wrong about that. Ours certainly didn't. Um, so, yeah, as soon as we found out she was pregnant, we went to, you know, one or two uh, appointments with the regular doctor just to get the, you know, confirmation that she was pregnant and then the ultrasound and then once we had all that then we switched care to midwives and you just have to do some internet searching find people in your area interview them so we went to a few and ended up picking these ones out of modesto called big mountain valley midwives and yeah their cost was 4500 which seemed to be about the same they do offer a small discount if you are on medi-cal but you have to be within 30 miles of them So we weren't able to get that, but some people can. But anyway, that's about it. And now, you know, every month we have an hour-long appointment with them. We go in. They're very detailed. They talk to us about everything, what she's eating, what, what vitamins she's taking, how much exercise she's getting. Um, she's able to call them whenever at any time. So it's a lot different than if she had some doctor. And, yeah, when it gets close to the time, um, we basically call them. They do a couple home visits as we get closer. And then when it happens they come and they stay for you know, however long it takes and then they 
come back three or four times until the baby's fully sold. So that's what's going on with that. Alex Stein sent a super chat. Alex says, Alex needs to go for good. He stinks. <laughs> I agree. I agree with Alex. And Wits It Gets It says, yeah, I heard Alex Stein idolizing Joe Rogan. Best friends. Best friends, Alex. Um, so thank you, Alex. I know Alex has a show coming up tonight on his, I don't know if it's his D-Live or his YouTube. Put that in the chat, Alex, if you're still here, because I forgot what you said. But you do have a show tonight shortly after the lounge so everybody can check that out and then again next thursday i think it'll be him and i and dearth maybe doing something again on d live so look for that so thank you guys for the super chats uh what else is going on Iru, did you want to talk viruses i mean uh, vaccines now or you want to go somewhere else Iru. Iru. He's uh, no no i'm here i'm here, I'm here. Oh, sorry but um I was <laughs> on, in the bathroom. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry for that. Well, well sorry. Do I, I don't need to, to, you know, to say sorry for going to the bathroom. But, you well, we know uh, you're sorry. You need to apologize. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to say. Um, you want to show the? No. Well, okay. it's total, no, uh, out of the of the air. Uh, you 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 mean about the OBS things and that stuff? Oh, no, no, no. I, th I thought you said you wanted to share ah, something because... about uh, vaccines. Yes, uh, I have a few things here. I prepare. I prepare. It's, of course, it's because something that's strange, you know, everyone now it's out there uh, announcing the vaccination because China, um, Russia, United States, in uh, England, all those four countries are announcing that we have the vaccine mm -hmm. and that's uh, it's oh, that's everywhere at least uh, in the in the newspapers in the uh, media platform uh, now it's reached the television so it's uh, if you want to i can show a few things yeah i'll show this article real quick just because this web page okay. is, is is breaking my, my stream up so i'll just show this real quick just because saw this I think somebody put it in the chat uh, Florida dad 42 is fighting for his life after his son ignored his parents advice and he went out with friends without a mask and infected his whole family with COVID-19 <laughs> oh boy I hate to laugh but it's funny it's funny how irresponsible dude so irresponsible uh, his dad's now going to die this is his wife Michelle said she'd repeatedly <laughs> pleaded with her stepson who is not named to avoid going out with friends and to always wear a mask if I'm ever in a hospital bed, if my wife comes in and takes a picture like this of me and sends it to the media, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> what the hell's going on there? I don't know why you can say that. Um, he always assured me, don't worry, Mom, I'm doing everything right. Relax, chill. You know how these kids are, so I trust him. That's what she told me on my place. But, I mean, the Miami News. Uh, she begged him to think about his dad, who is at higher risk of severe COVID-19 illness because he is overweight and diabetic. It's funny because if you go further into this story, and I don't remember where the, somewhere I saw the GoFundMe. So if you go to this guy's GoFundMe and you read the, um, maybe it's in the update or something. It said basically that he has uncontrollable diabetes. So, I mean, it's not even, it's not even like a COVID thing. Uh, I was gonna say, um, 
I'm pretty sure that came from vaccines at a young age, but whatever. Yeah, could be. Absolutely. Oh, I've talked to someone personally, man, that was diagnosed with diabetes one. I'm sure y'all heard stories of that. And he was seven. He got vaccined a lot. Him and his brother got a bunch of vaccines, and he threw up for like the next 72 hours and like threw up black and all kinds of stuff. Uh, ended up losing like 60 pounds over the course of half a year as a seven-year-old and went to the doctor and they told him that he now had diabetes one and of course they tell him it's something you're born with you have forever but it happened right after he got inoculated so you know I, I think that most of these things that they falsely attribute to just you being born with are caused by vaccines at a young age uh, this one here says uh, first out or yeah he's on an ICU right now battling pneumonia and fighting for his life on top of that we found out he has uncontrolled diabetes and that is worsening his but again i mean if you think about it a 42 year old who has uncontrolled diabetes who's fighting for his life with pneumonia happens all the time it's not like it's just when the news is coming up with these one-offs there's 350 million people so is it, should it be shocking that there's one 42-year-old in bed who's sick? To me, it's not shocking. Alex Stein says, YouTube first hour and second hour on DLive, 7 to 9 Central Time. I can't convert that to Pacific Time because I don't know if it's one or two. What is what is the difference? Central Time to Pacific, two hours? Yes. So it would be 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Anyway, thank you. Uh, all right, so yeah, this story is just... I mean, these are the stories that are going to keep coming out, trying to scare people into submission and really trying to... I keep mentioning it. Next time I'm in the car, I'm going to record it because you guys have to hear this ad in California. You're driving around in your car listening to the news, and it says, this commercial that comes on, says, look around. Everybody around you is either part of the problem or part of the solution. And if you see people not wearing masks, they are part of the problem. Um, I don't know who allows that ad or who, who it's benefits. just... I don't know. I get so frustrated. I just turn it off sometimes and don't listen anymore and you know, whistle a merry tune. Uh, so, Ira, go ahead. Do you want to share your screen? I can pass it on to you. Okay. Mushroom in the chest. Pooping again. Uh, in the chest. Share screen. And. Supposedly? Yes, I see. I'm on it, right? Okay, so, well, first of all, just uh, because I was preparing this, by, but uh, for my, I'm gonna go with the with good news, or well, at least good news for me first, and then if you want to, I, I can, I, I have English content in terms of the vaccine, and, you know, just like a quick timeline uh, from the beginning to our, we are today, but remember that we talk a lot of the chloride dioxide and things like that. Well, the nice thing is that here in Argentina, we start making a really big uh, community in terms, this is all in Spanish, I want to translate it. But I, I start with, uh, I, I get in contact, can I make a long story? Or do you want a short story? I don't care, we've got time. Anybody in a hurry? Anybody need to go? Say <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make medium story because my English is medium not allowing me to make the, the long story like I like I like to do. Uh, a few story. months ago, I get in touch with this um, uh, with this 
journalist uh, here in Argentina, this woman. She's a, a journalist from a, one of the four, five more biggest uh, media here in Argentina. Um, I believe it's in top five of uh, news uh, kind of, uh, you know, news. <laughs> it's called, it's called uh, Channel 26. This is the, the channel where she works and it's a very important, it's a, it's a big brand uh, news channel. And the, the first thing that this channel has different from the main, you know, the top three, the top four uh, channel is that this channel sometimes is uh, broadcasting things like, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, about the Twin Towers is being, you know, uh, inside jobs, uh, the the moon landing hoax, that nice. kind of documentary, which is something strange in mass in mass media television in every country, you know, uh, not just in Argentina. But that was the first thing that caught my attention. So I had the chance to get involved with this woman, and she started participating in my um, uh, because here, uh, you know, the things about with the coronavirus, nobody goes to work. Uh, they need to work from the, their own houses and make, uh, you know, live streams to participate. And they only have really few people on the actual uh, studio. So the, this woman has free time and she starts to uh, presenting a few articles uh, on televisions, you know, um, exposing Bill Gates and Dr. Fauci. And that was broadcast on, it's not national television, because it's like um, cable television, but it is one of the biggest, you know, like I said before, one of the biggest um, news channel in cable, cable television. So she started making these reports, short reports, about 15 minutes, uh, you know, 10 minutes reports talking about Bill Gates, Dr. Fauci, uh, uh, Turner, uh, the, the, the owner of the uh, CNN, and talking about eugenesics and uh, uh, population reduction, things like that. So I get in touch with this uh, journalist, and now we are working together, uh, trying to impulse I don't know if that's the correct word, but trying to put to make uh, legal the use of chloride dioxide for treatment, particular with this virus, with the with the COVID-19 virus, and I, I believe you can, you know, uh, read this. It doesn't matter if it's in Spanish. There is said dioxide of chloride or whatever is the pronunciation. But we did it. Uh, in, in, we did it, quote unquote. Uh, we start working with senators and congresses. And yesterday, uh, no, two days ago, uh, people in Bolivia they achieved the approve in Bolivia for using the this let's call the yellow um, liquid, so you don't have troubles in, in, in uh, with YouTube but Bolivia in the uh, Congress of Bolivia uh, two days ago three days ago 14 of July they approved the use 
because doctors uh, show their results from more than uh, 200 patients in private hospitals with uh, receiving the treatment directly into the blood uh, stream uh, and they recover in two days. So Bolivia is one of the biggest countries down here um, with more COVID, uh, you know, people with the virus uh, dying, supposedly, you know, for the virus dying, but they are uh, over, you know, oversaturated, the, the, the overload the uh, health um, hospi institutions, uh, hospi hospitals, things like that. You, you are follow the what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, okay. Uh, because I, I know maybe I get a, a little confused with words, but the fact is... What are, we, what are we looking at right now, by the way? Hold on. We are looking the Congress in Bolivia. Okay, thank you. This is like the equivalent of the, you know, when when you, you go into the uh, Congress in the United States and you present a new things to be approved. Of course, they are in this COVID situation, so that is why oh, it's so boy. empty the, the chairs. But they are all participating via live streams. <laughs> this is all Congress. Nice name too, isn't it? Congress? I love it. Yes. So they approve in Bolivia and there is uh, trying to regulate the production. So the pharmaceutical industries, they are, cannot intervene. Now it, there is when they rise up the hand approving the, 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 uh, well, the, this idea, the I don't measure, know how yeah. to call it in English. And they are proving that. And we trying to make the same thing here in Argentina. This is the um this is the session of the not congresses from senators mm -hmm. here in argentina in a particular state this is not like in bolivia this is not representing the whole country mm -hmm. but at least this is one of the biggest states here in argentina and this uh, congressist uh, called uh, william he presents uh the idea of using this yellow liquid to treat the COVID-19 and of course right now we are a little uh, you know we we just start the process of course we have doctors we have like a really big list of doctors putting their own names and their licenses to uh, back up the reports, the information, and, and trying to make it uh, a real thing for using this. We are getting some resistance from the national um, institutions, and that is something that you expect, of course. But at least we start. At least we start having the support from people in the politics, in the politics area and be aware of this substance and the uh, and and the fact that it's a really good treatment not just for this case in particular from covid-19 but also for a lot of other diseases but this become a really hot topic because it's everywhere on the news and of, we have the fact checkers saying that that substance is uh, something that nobody can use because it's like a poison thing. But now we start having these opposite sides uh, trying to give 
more information and trying to make it uh, a reality to use this in you know uh, with the approval of the government of course maybe it's going to be a long fight but at least it's worth it I, i believe so for me that this is really good news is that a um in this picture here if i'm just looking correctly behind that desk is that a crucifix on the wall yes here yeah so, so in that country no separation of church and state no a crucifix no, right no, there no 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 right. in argentina is not separation between uh, church and, and state and in fact we we need to really urgent and and let me just open photoshop because i haven't I collect some slices and, and I didn't uh, because something that we start to promote is not just the separation between the church and, and, and the state, also the Freemasonry from the state. I just because think I, I, I get you, so, you know, yeah, I just get so it bothers me so much. Think about that. These guys are all there. They're making laws for people and they're the heads of the state and up on the wall is the death scene of Jesus. Yes, yes. <laughs> and in fact, if you are not baptized in a lot of countries, you cannot even present, uh, promote for a president. Oh, really? For example. I didn't know yeah. that. Yes, there so is a be, lot of countries. You have to be baptized in order to, to run for office. Yes, uh, and when you go to the church, you need to swear on the Bible, right. for example. Yeah. So that's, you have the, the, the direct power how the body can is still on control of everything. Those damn Jesuits. <laughs> yeah. Hey, y'all, uh, I think there's some good to the idea in a way. Like, have y'all ever heard that it used to be a thing in the U.S. that in order to take office, you had to believe in some type of moral accountability after death? Yeah, well, that or, you know, that you have to have some sort of uh, belief in the creator, you mean? Yeah, yeah, just that you'll be held morally accountable for whatever you do on Earth. It doesn't have to be any certain religious expression, but that you couldn't take office if you didn't think you'd be held accountable for whatever you do on Earth. I mean, I think that's not a bad oh, idea. How would you ever no. know if someone's lying? Yeah, maybe? that's the problem with that, right? Because, um, is I mean, isn't it still in the United States even? I mean, there, there's not very many politicians that are atheists, right? According to, but if, to if being they open are not, about it. Yeah, but the, if they are atheists, they are Freemasons. Freemasons. So it's, it's like the same thing. I mean... We need to, and, and you know, I, I bring this idea because I saw this, this is uh, a picture from Spain uh, a few days ago, I believe two days ago. I don't know exactly what they are doing. Wow, but, social uh, they are social Maybe Rodrigo knows wearing masks, something about this. Contact but this is... Curbside pickup. Which thing? You saw this? This is two days ago, something that in Spain they are celebrating or, or, or doing, I don't know, this is a really ritualistic thing, you know, like uh, everyone in circle, uh, you know, surrounding this black monolite of whatever, because I, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's the same thing as, you know, all this kind of ritual when they are all in this type of circles. And Seems, the post looks like the thing from Mecca as well. You know, when they go around. Yes, exactly, like like the Mecca with all the the black monolith in the in the middle. And someone uh, post this phrase with with this picture, which uh, this is in Spanish, but the the, the equivalent is like uh, urge urge. Uh, how yeah, can let's you separate? Essentially, let's separate. We need to separate the masonry from masonic masonry from state. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> Quickly. 
quickly. You know, what, what that, is this? Is it this is not a religious thing? This is a government? No, no, this is a governmental thing. Something that it's happened in Spain, maybe some, you know, uh, official day, uh, some kind of. Yeah, that's a yeah, bad thing. Is the, yeah, is you, the you have 23 a military uh, there as well. Special dates in Argentina where they go with the military on the streets. and Yeah, but you yeah, know, it's, it's like 2030 agenda. You know all, all these things. With, with, you know, uh, it's this. Who are these but, people? Uh, these people are politicians from Spain. This one, in particular, this picture is. This is like uh, the equivalent of um, White House. And what is in uh, the is, in what is in the middle? Like a podium or like an altar? It's like a podium. Yeah, it's like an altar or some kind of podium. Jeez. But it's, it's a black. A stone there, so they you know, it's like the mecca babies But we 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 ask we need to ask to separate Freemasonry and church from the state, and don't let the part of Freemasonry out because after all, they are all Freemasonry, and supposedly they leave the institution when they when they choose. Uh, to go into the public, uh, you know, uh, tasks. But that's a lie. Everyone knows that. Yeah, and of they course, technically, you can't, you can't be Masonic and atheist. Just to throw that in there. You, right, yeah, I was yeah, confused they, when they, you said that. They talk a lot too. about God and stuff. You have to acknowledge the Grand Architect to be a Mason. You cannot be an atheist. Like, literally. I think it's no. the one rule, right? Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, well, at least we start the uh, presenting this into the Senate uh, in this, uh, how you call Senado, Rodrigo? Yeah, Senate. Senate, you got it. Senate, okay. And, well, we, we want to wait to see what happens, but uh, for, for me, it's a really big news, you know, have the support of some politics, uh, congresses and senators, it's not like a minor thing, it's, it's very important in, in every country and we have the example from Bolivia now we are bringing it to Argentina and uh, well we we see what would happen with that but that's uh, a good news um can i uh we we uh, can, can you take the the show again for 20 minutes that i have a familiar message here and then i come back and show the uh, vaccine thing no problem okay you want you like me to translate this thing no, no, it's okay. Uh, well, if you want to, uh, if you want to. Yeah, basically they're passing a law and there's the article and they're saying there, and the first there's a resolution from the, the chamber of the Senate. And then they say that there, there's been uh, scientific studies that for evaluating the convenience of administrating chloride dioxide for the people with the disease, COVID disease. And for those reasons, this note presented uh, before the Minister of Health of the province in that date, 2nd of July, and there's a number. Uh, this is the expedience. I don't know how to. Yeah, whatever that is, part of the bureaucracy, I guess. Probably mm -hmm. track it and, and then referred for the prevention of COVID uh, before the administration of dioxin chloride. has not been contested in uh, in the proper way 
to the people who are signing it. So that means that, what does that mean? Because a lot of people are no, asking. Con- it was not contested. So it's not exactly. The prevention was not contested. It's a kind of way of saying that uh, they could continue doing the uh, using this. They can use this. It's okay because it hasn't been contested. Exactly. And this is the the, the fundament of the presentation. So the recent pandemic of COVID-19 demand focus to explore other solutions and migrate uh, and trying to mitigate the effects of the disease in the population. So uh, recent recent studies in other parts of the world uh, give us the dioxo, uh, chloride dioxide as a solution in the uh, in just in, in, in good quantities yeah and uh, well that's the the the, the it, it continue but this is the, the first uh, page of the presentation so that's that's something really good uh, we, we, and we that, that just change. came out so yes in, in Bolivia <laughs> Bolivia they approve it right now in Bolivia they approve it and in Argentina we present as an idea we have Uh, a really big opposition but we are going to keep fighting because this is something that it's the people they they, they are consuming it anyway so they are not going stop to it. stop it exactly so why you so are they've been doing it people study it that they do the scientific study on the people yes. doing it it's doing okay there's no problem so there's no problem but uh, the, this guy in the this senator he said uh, the problem here is i am not against the big pharma but everybody knows that the big pharma cannot uh, put their hands in this product right. and that is why you uh-huh. are uh, trying problem. to uh, yeah shut it down yeah it's it was crazy the, a, a really good guy uh, i come back in 15 minutes sounds good thank you Iru. irland you everybody uh gerardo oliva said they hate us because they ain't us to alex hating people send the super chat to Iru. can't send anything on youtube to him great show so far nice all right Iru, i owe you three dollars and fifty cents um all right let's see did you guys see that video oops i probably should share this Uh, did you guys see this video? Have you seen this video, Austin, or anybody? The one that's called is just a mask. Nope. Oh, we should watch it together. You haven't seen this one with the Joker? Oh, we're in for a treat. And uh, yes, this will probably give me a copyright, but sorry, right. shouldn't block it in the countries if it does. I'll edit it out. Support the show, guys.
small businesses were forced to close, but crowds to support the corporate machine. Lowe's and Depot. education under the guise of public safety. In less than four months, our government that have no scientific premise whatsoever. In less than four months. I'm going to pause it for a second just to stay away from trying to keep it away. Just come back. Jordan. Can you guys hear it okay? I had to turn up my volume a little bit. Yeah. Okay. of the population coward to populist control. Nobody wanted to think about it. It's easier just to ignore Debatable. right a few things wrong I don't think it was six million it was actually six trillion Besides that, everything else got right no comments anybody no 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 well I mean what is it that you you thought it was not not correct I mean what I what I like about it ah. is just the, the delivery the way he's done yeah. like the 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 his indignation and, and the laughter the way he's doing the sarcasm what he's doing and how how many things he's saying are true, and um, yeah, who knows what's what's gonna happen? And I mean, you see something like this, don't you think that's it's a good sign that something like this is out there? 
absolutely there's stuff out there it's hard to find because a lot of things that people are putting up are getting deleted um you know i watch a lot of jeff berwick and his stuff right now every other thing is getting deleted they're deleting channels um uh, what's his ha what's his name from the crow house is gone somebody help me max egan thank you jason max egan. is he gone yeah, he got removed from YouTube. Uh, you know, Stefan Molyneux is a white supremacist. He got removed from uh, YouTube. White That's what they call him. It's so ridiculous. And the whole what? racism thing. I mean, I, I, I watched some... You, you told me about him, and I watched some of his shows, and he's just... When he calls himself a philosopher, and that's what he does, I guess. Yeah. He talks about stuff. Right. <laughs> You're not allowed <laughs> to do that anymore. Don't you know that? You cannot just talk about stuff. No. You cannot get on YouTube and Dude, talk. Dude, I was talking to my dad about this in Brazil. I was talking to my dad. I was like, Dad, this is what's going on. And look at look at the kind of things they're saying. Because I showed the, there was David's uh, thing that he, he had. Also, they're saying, for me, one of my videos, they removed it saying I was inciting violence against a minority. I was like, what is going on here? Oh, boy. And my dad said, you know what? You, you go on YouTube and you put, uh, he was like, I had to, I, I checked to see if it was true. But you go and you, I didn't check because I don't even, I believe it think of it and he said that you can look for bestiality and things like this and there'll be tons of it on youtube well it's disgusting sometimes like, you'll stumble into sex with animals and shit like that sometimes and you'll that's stumble okay into it, so. and he's like he was like how can that be okay and right. people cannot have their opinions it's just totally insane oh you'll stumble a crazy into world that's crazy right i was saying you'll stumble into some crazy corners of youtube sometimes accidentally you'll search for them you'll find some like what the hell is this allowed i don't even remember what i found the other day it was like some girl like eating a popsicle like just completely you know overt sexuality like how is this on youtube i'm not allowed to talk about things but this is allowed on youtube uh blake and damon thank you very much for the super sticker super chats uh appreciate that yeah, I mean, unless it's just so crazy. I mean, and yeah, what you're talking about, Dave Weiss video that was removed. Somebody, it sounded like Edu. I don't know. It might have been my video playing or something. Like that. But you're talking about Dave Weiss, the video that was removed by YouTube, and the reason why was because it goes against the WHO, it said. Come on, right. that one. They yeah. yeah, they admit it. Flat out. So, I mean, unless you're talking about wearing masks and social distancing, and we're all in this together and together at home and curbside pickup and contactless delivery and very trying times and wash your hands and elbow bumps and we do this together. Unless you're doing that, you're just not going to last here. That's why thank you to everybody who's watching on DLive because eventually that's going to be where we need to go. Otherwise, you have to stay in line. You have to talk about how racist white people are. Um, and how afraid of the, the black people we should be. So, yeah, that's... Austin, what's uh, what's going on in the Q world? Anything exciting? He may have left. Uh, yeah, everybody saw the... Really? Yeah. Here he is. Awesome. He's, he's trying to speak because he... Unmuted himself. So yeah, this whole Nick Cannon thing. I mean, if you've been watching this whole thing, you know, he came out and basically, technically made some racist remarks against whites and against Jews. And uh, yeah, Austin, try to come back. I don't know why you're not, not hearing it. Uh, but I guess people are worried now because the last two. And I don't know if this is the latest. This is as of what. Posted two 
two messages on social media yesterday that makes it look like he's committing suicide, but I don't know if that's true. He told people, um, what did he say? Who is this guy? Nick Cannon. I don't know. He's married to Mariah Carey. He's the guy, the host of The Masked Singer. But he basically was on a podcast and started calling out Jews and basically called white people um, racist and uh, rapists. I'm sorry. Uh, he accused white people of being evil rapists and true savages. And he's basically one of those people that believes... It's so funny because he believes that he's part of the true Hebrews, that black people are the true Jews. Right, um, the lost tribe. Maybe. Right, right, right. I mean, is there one anything the... is there anything more racist than... Well, yeah, it's just every time... Can you all hear me? Yeah, now we can. Sorry. Yeah, we can hear Okay, cool, cool. Every time I hear someone talk about the Hebrew-Israelite thing, the black Hebrew-Israelite or whatever... Right. Uh, I ask them, like, well, how do you know? Is all black people... Is it all black people? Or how do you know, right? You have to genetically trace it. Well, what if someone was a Hebrew and then they started intermingling with different races? How would we know? And then no one ever has an answer. No. Yeah, well, well we know for sure. I mean that there were synagogues in the, in Eastern Africa, Northeast Africa, and some places where, from, at least from ethnomusicology, people, there's a documented, uh, you know, all these hymns and psalms or whatever, songs from, from the Hebrew tradition that have been adapted in African ways and whatnot. In Ethiopia, there's a story that they hold the Ark of the Covenant, and there's all, all those really strange buildings, not, seeing, not, not sure you, you know what I'm talking about in Ethiopia, where they have... Uh, Buildings that are carved out of the ground, out of the rock, these um, pretty incredible structures to basically carve out of the ground. It's very strange, you have to take a look at it. But it, it, the story, you know, uh, what's his name? Hancock, the Grand Hancock, right? He wrote, I think, one of his first books about this uh, supposed uh, Ark of the Covenant going to, to Ethiopia. So, you know, that, those, 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 that there's a trade connection that goes from Western Africa all the way to China and it goes back thousands of years um, so everybody's is mixed and these kind of religious idea the idea that you need to keep to your people and control the kind of reproduction and so on that's kind of Eugenics. it's an odd type of religion um, the, the way it's done, Judaism does it, and it's it's not every religion that's like that, right? It's, it's ethnic kind of supremacy, race. dude. Right. It's, yes, it's ethnic yeah. supremacy. And How it's is the same that not thing the when most the racist thing? Hebrews do yeah. it. It's the same thing. And I've, dude, mm -hmm. they say that I know they know I'm evil because I'm white. And I'm like, oh, Noah came out. Why are you saying he, he wasn't Hebrew? Like, you use their own logic against them. I'm like, can you please track it to me? Can you give me some genetic evidence? Oh, it was wiped out. So, okay, so what are you talking about? You know, if you really look into it, we can't even substantiate the Hebrew lineage survived. Right. And if they did, they escaped, and we cannot track it. And for them to not even well, admit that is but, just stupid. But to believe that People those are towards bias. To believe that those are God's Using their people own genetics is ridiculous. That's the problem. I mean, it's just like, you know, reading what Nick Cannon said here. He says, you can't be anti-Semitic when we are the Semitic people. Uh, when we are the same people who they want to be. That's our birthright. We are the true Hebrews. I mean, to think of having a, you know, it's our birthright that we are God's chosen people and we should reign over the Goyim and we should you know, subject them to usury. And yeah. It's like such a joke. Like, that's the most racist the, thing it's possible. The... Just like, what, you know, saying Black Lives Matter. 
is the most racist thing you can do because you can't. What's good for the goose should be good for the gander. Well, you can't go around saying white lives matter. It's very racist. Hey, you know what gets him? You know what gets him? I ask him this all the time. I'm like, so you're saying God's racist? Right. And they'll say yes. Yes. Dude. So have you read? <laughs> you know, if you read the Torah, well, absolutely, the- God is racist. I mean, it basically says you will be a chosen people, and all the other, you know, goyim, whatever the word is they use in that particular thing. Uh, will be subjected to you. They will be underneath you. You will be above them. You will get to treat them terribly. And you know, it's like it's, there's nothing, nothing more racist than that. Yeah, and that's a, it's an interpretive aspect, right? Like I will just say, I mean, when it comes to that, if you look at the context of what it's saying, it's just misused. Like it's saying there were all these other. Uh, the story's crazy. Is that fallen angels came down and tainted genetics. And the only way that Yeshua could be born to pure genetics was to select a group of people, not let them intermingle, and then protect them over the other ones. And that once he was born, it was fulfilled. So they don't acknowledge him, and then they apply it to other humans with the same genetics as them, saying that they're superior, and they just chose themselves as the ones that are superior. It's so, so yeah, bad. And it's, what, is, what is odd about it is that he goes... He goes through the patri line so it's a father type genetics which is not really you know everybody has the mitochondrial dna you only get that from your mother so the the matri lines is more important so they got that backwards as well well the white jews the white jews they do track uh matriarchy right like they they track is a yeah, yeah. But in either case, in either case, even if you use their own genetics, like when it comes to genetic differences, and people talk about that, at least in social anthropology, they point out that the when you look at any stranger from anywhere around the world and you compare it to you and to your siblings, your genetic similarity will be the same. You and any stranger is the same as you and your half brother in terms of difference or similarity. So there, it, 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 you, you get away from your immediate family, everybody just looks the same. That you can find uh, people who look completely different from different so-called races who have more genetic similarities between one another than uh, people who are, for, for suppose, the same race. It, it really doesn't work. Uh, it's, a, it's a mess. The, the idea of race is a mess. The idea of, of black is a mess. Like, yeah, the, like you suggested as well. It's a mess. Uh, because even in in Africa, there's just before colonialism and even now, there's just hundreds and hundreds of different peoples. And throughout the last thousands of years, as far as we know, they were not necessarily friendly to one another. <laughs> there's uh, that's how slavery ended up working there because uh, the Europeans would come up in, with weapons and they would come up to one group of warriors and say, hey, we got this thing that you can just shoot at people and you're gonna get an advantage against your enemy. And while, all we want is that you go in and you raid some villages and bring us some, some people and we're gonna take them to, to our fields and you get these weapons. And they, they basically, uh, there was this whole uh, exodus of people inside Africa because the coastal peoples on the left were coming inland and raiding other peoples and just stealing children and stealing people and taking them to the to to the Europeans. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. It's a, well, this, and and then they all become just black when they cross over to the ocean. Yeah, it's so stupid, dude. This is the thing. This is why people hate the Bible. So someone's in the chat says the beta Hebrew. They will answer all your questions. No, they literally will not. I have debated the top tier of them. I say it says not everyone from Israel is of Israel. How can you explain that? And they'll just ignore it. 
and it says anyone that comes to Yeshua inherits the seed of Abraham and the promises within, they'll just ignore that. So their very belief system's foundation contradicts what they say. You ask them, are all black people Hebrews then? They can't answer that. They just know they are because they're black. It's like, dude, shut up, bro. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You know, it's not because I'm biased and you think white people are evil, so I don't like the story. It's because it's just objectively stupid. And am I wrong? Is it, isn't it similar to the Farrakhan guy or not? Yeah, similar. I'm just confused about race in total because I, I can't race just change in like 60 years. I mean, if I'm... There's no such thing as race, is right, it? It's an I'm, invented yeah, notion. Because if I'm white and I marry a black woman and we have a, let's say, a son, and that person is half biracial, <laughs> and then that son marries a black woman, then that child that they have will be black. And then... Well, so then my race in 60 years changed from white to black. Now, again, if that great-grandson of mine mm-hmm. marries a white girl and they have a mixed baby, and then <laughs> that mixed baby marries a white person, then the baby will be white. So he can't... The outer appearance is, is very deceptive. I yeah. mean, I have in my family, I have two sisters, my, my cousins, a couple, four sisters. Two look have darker skin, and one is blonde with green eyes, and uh, her grandfather is black. And her grandmother, from the mother's side, is is uh, has is blonde. Uh, her mother was very dark, and her father was sort of white European. But she looks like you could say she's German or Austrian or something like this. You would never imagine like that her grandfather was black. Um, I so, just feel like they do that. They, they, just... they could never explain that to people or talk about it because it would make people realize that race is an illusion. And it's just uh-huh. something not to be proud of. You were, you know, you were born that. It's not nothing to be proud of. It's nothing to. Uh, I don't know. To me, it just seems like such an illusion. Yeah, it's an idea, right? It's it's been what what has happened, which is something that, that has been, you know, it's looked at critically in anthropology for a long time. Is this attempt to put together a nation with one language, one nation, and one race all together, kind of as a package? Right, uh, and, and that's kind of what's being pushed in many places. Um, but and, I'm okay with that. Are you talking about, I'm, I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, if a, if a bunch of black people got together and said, we want to live on this island, and we want to not intermingle with white people, I don't have a problem with that. Just like if white people said that. I mean, yeah. I really don't care what people do. If it's a grown adults yeah. making a decision, but, but, like, go you, ahead. You know. Enjoy yourself. No, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The, the problem, though, I know what you mean. Like, you can totally write a book uh, with that happening and working and stuff like that. I can totally imagine it. But the problem is that what we see is that people don't want that. Um, even if somebody may say, yeah, let's do this, people fall in love with people for different reasons. Right. I think it really has nothing to do with, with things like that. And no. that, the, the whole history is solely, you know, littered with stories like that. Like, it's everywhere, right? People breaking these barriers, crossing cultural barriers, going to another country, and, and, and the kind of going with the wrong person, and doing segregation in the United States had problems uh, because people can't control themselves. Sometimes they just feel something for somebody else, and that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's very, the, the, and it should be something anybody should control. Huh? The, so that's because we're the human race. It's not. There isn't other subsectors now could there be sure I and mean, they love to i mean this is the job of the media it's again it's this turning of 50 percent against 50 percent i've realized now that that is their 
divide and conquer is their best uh, method to control you. Is you can never have. They want to keep people... things at 50-50. Correct. They want to keep that. That's perfect. That's that's how you get the, the perfect right. division, the binary division. People and if you really think about it, other, I mean, I hate to, I hate to put myself in these positions where I say like, imagine I was in charge of a bunch of people. But let's say that I was in charge of 20 people. And I'm going to subject them and control them and stuff, but I don't want them to know that. The best thing for me to do would be to constantly turn 10 of them against the other 10. Create this idea of male versus female. Create this idea of black versus white. Create this idea of vaccinations versus anti-vaccinations. Create this idea of mask wearers versus non-mask wearers. If I do that, then the 20 of them will always be battling each other. They'll be in chat rooms. They'll be on the internet. They'll be talking shit to each other. They'll be creating fake accounts to, to troll each other. And guess who gets left alone? Me. Yep, exactly. Hey, I don't, I don't know what y'all's take on this is. This is, from my understanding, the only quote-unquote race that can give birth to all their races is a black woman. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's been, like, scientifically verified. So that would mean, in, in theory, we all came from darker skin. And so if someone wants to tell me they know when that stops or cut off or they can interpret when you're no longer considered special because over time your pigment changed. Right. It's so stupid, dude. It's so stupid. And I don't have any. That's the one thing that gets under my skin, bro. You know, like I don't have any patience for that. You're not better than anyone because of your race. Race is a construct based on a pigment spectrum no one cares there's the human race please stop pretending you're special because of a story you've you attached know? to your skin and there's even black people out there saying very that exact thing, not just us exactly. yeah, one thing that's quite funny in the history of the whole thing is that the guy who came up with the notion of caucasian you know, you know how he came up with this where he comes from hmm. they this guy just decided that uh, one of these eugenicists decided that Caucasus was the place where the most beautiful people were from. And then he called the Caucasian, and that's his notion of what, what white is. And they start basically inventing these categories. Uh, and they, they, they get a, they invent a race attached to people, say the Nordics or the Mediterranean, this type of the Mediterranean, that type of the Mediterranean. And then they get a, different kinds of attributes that supposedly they're able or better able or less able to do depending on the racial categories that they came up with before essentially that's how it works the total ruse and what is for me what is really funny about this is that i i read uh, the work of this guy called apuleius who's the writer of the first novel that survives in the west in latin uh, he's a philosopher who wrote about a bunch of different things and he debunks this idea at that time, uh, really well, the idea that one people has a particular type of personality, the, the notion that if you're born in Athens, you have to be smart, or if you're born in another place, he mentions a number of places, so you have to be lazy here, you have to be smart there, and he says that doesn't make any sense because you get all these exceptions on these places, therefore there's nothing that you cannot pin uh, characteristics, personality characteristics to particular places or particular genetics or groups and whatever kind of, basically he, he goes through that question and that's like first second century AD or something so th these eugenicists are running with this stupid notion that they are able to ascribe to whoever they want characteristics 
personality characteristics and say that that's a race, and that they can measure it too. And they come up with all the tests and the, the categories that say this is white and that's not. And it's it's just madness, and they call it science, but a bunch of them believe it was science. Uh, so it's it's bizarre. I think it's this misuse of statistics, essentially, and the, no reflection whatsoever upon how you decide the categories. Because you can, I think you can do responsible statistics, but that's not what that is. So. And race is basically that. And yeah, awesome. it's just that in all these places, like if you go to China and other places, like I mentioned before, the, the amount of variation on the ground as you go from one place to another, the different languages and different cultures essentially that exist, if you want to look at it that way, it's tremendous. It, when you compare it to the political discourse, the media discourse, it turns everything into irons out all the differences and sort of this homogeneous mess, right? And gets people, and that's what drives these. If you have this homogeneity, then you can really drive these binaries to 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 generate the conflict, generate the tension that you want. And the problem with, with the present moment is that by knowing there is a tension, they can always infuse with their marketing power any story anywhere to aggravate whatever they want and cause another affliction or another type of fear and whatnot, right? We need to, and we try to stop this, right? I don't know how we do it, but... Austin, I wanted you yeah, to expand a little bit on, because I didn't understand really what you meant. So, when you said black women are the only ones allowed to have... Explain that to me? Because, well, it, 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 well, I guess... My whole position, and explain to me if I'm wrong, but isn't it true that, like I said, that any any race, any person, could, if you talk about their lineage, within 60 years, their lineage could be completely different, no matter what race you are today. So today, if you are 100% Chinese, um, that just by marrying outside of that, so if that person marries a white person, then the baby will be probably split, or at least, you know, little of both and then if that how many said 60 generations or six 60 years just in two generations 60 years yeah because that that makes sense right i mean if you're 100 percent chinese and you marry a white person and you have a baby that's half and half and that baby marries another white person that child will be predominantly white so within 60 years that 100 percent chinese person became became white and i don't mean the person became white obviously their lineage became white and just as easy as they became white if that person marries a black person, then their baby is going to be mostly half. And again, it's not exact, you know, it could be whatever, 70, 30, I don't know. But then if that person marries a full black person, then that child will be black. So you just went from Chinese to white to black in 120 years. Think how long people have been around. So uh, to, to say That's that my- like crazy, man. That's like been crazy. happening a lot. <laughs> like insane, yeah. So I mean, for, for me as a, as a white person today, how do I know that, you know, 200 years ago that my family wasn't black? There'd be no Thank way you. for me that's, to know. Yeah, exactly. That's my, that's my point. Actually, right. what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is the evidence leads towards that being the case. Right. That we all kind <laughs> of came yeah. from darker pigment. And, and that's just wild to me. And they, and they can't answer these questions. Dude, like, like, how do you know that my great ancestors weren't Hebrew if it's just based on pigment, but pigment changes right. over lineage? That's, dude, that's yeah. such a low Doesn't level of sense. thinking 
it's useless, yeah, it's you know? Like, yeah, dude, just let the dead yeah. bury the dead, bro. Those people think they're superior to yeah. you, and they like the way that that feels, <laughs> that that conforms to their predisposition. It, it, it is, uh, you know, obviously advantageous for them, and that's all they care about. They don't care about facts. They don't care about anything like that. And so you can't, you can't reason with those kind of people. You might as well just throw them in there with those others that claim to be Jews and just <laughs> tie a bow on them. Right. If you, if you, if you want to just do like uh, exercise on how, where we come from and all that, what you're talking about, you just look at the progression, you know, there's you, your parents, they have two parents each, each parent has two parents and so oh, on and so forth. the numbers get crazy. It's a mess. The Start. numbers get crazy. <laughs> In fact, that's one of the biggest things that you can come up with is realizing that we're all related because you don't go very far back until you realize that we all would have had the equal amount of, you know, because it's, you know, four it's grandparents. It's very hard to track your four grandparents, that way, eight, the way I was just saying. You have eight great-grandparents. You have 16 great-great-grandparents. You have 32 great-great-great-grandparents, and so on and forth. 64 great-great-great-great-great-grandparents. I mean, that's insane to think about. 64 great-great-great-great-grandparents? What do you think? They were all the exact color of you get a life. It's, there's just no way. <laughs> It's just not the way it works. No way, no way. And that's not going back yeah, that far. Yeah. It's not that far back. I mean, we're talking within three, four hundred years. You all. have a ton of, uh, of whatever you want to call it, ancestors. But oh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> this is that, something that they'll never the, get. They, here, like what? Go ahead. Okay, well, I was just no, saying. No, no, the, the, Austin was talking about the. Well, in anthropology, there's this idea of the out of Africa theory. I'm not sure that's what he's referring to, but Probably there's a theory in genetics that this bottleneck around 80,000 years ago. Sometimes they talk about it, but basically, you know, the, the, that they believe that all the genetics come out of Africa from that time, that everybody ended up coming out of there at some point where there's this so-called bottleneck. But you have to believe in a whole bunch of other stuff to, to, to go for this, right? That's that's yeah. my, my problem with it. Austin, are you, a, of assumptions. are you a young earther? But Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I wouldn't say the earth is anymore in 2,000 years. So any, anytime someone starts making claims of 80,000, yeah, they're immediately dismissed. Yeah, that's how I kind of feel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's, but that's where that theory comes from. Right. Because yeah. the genetics, the way they do their genetic stuff with fossils... And I have some professors that did this, and they got millions of grants. It's crazy. Basically, they get all these bones that they found in many places around the world, and they, they get samples, they test their genetics, they compare the alleles and whatnot. And they have these ideas that they're about dating the DNA, genetic clock, and other ideas. I think these are, is a, you know, I think this is metaphysics. Uh, but that's how they get to these numbers. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, in the biblical, in the biblical view, you would get to this point. There's this creation that it's it's within the limits of the chronology prescribed there. But in other cosmologies, uh, definitely you would go beyond ten thousand years, even in the Egyptian ones that, that we know of. But the yeah, some some other ones as well. At least at least ten thousand in oral history. And then after, in terms of the Vedic, uh, the, the Vedic cosmology, then it's millions of years and, and whatnot. Then it's like the, the day of Brahma, and uh, then it's like very big numbers again. So it's different, and that's another cosmology. So, right, and of I, course. I, and then the, cos yes, the cosmological realm is going to obviously inherently be purely philosophical. 
or like theoretical or not maybe not purely but that's what it really is so, so i don't know there's definitely no yeah. physical evidence of all really ancient earth and knowing that they lied at saying that um i just yeah i love yeah, all the evidence i love the strata you know, like the you know the titan from stadium seven you know that that has to have some age to it um you know, um, I don't know. Unless sure, you, sure, you, but dude, would, dude, would you agree though that the, like the presupposition they use about how long like deterioration would take and bio decomposition, all this nonsense, right. pseudoscience, that's where you start to get the long timeline. Right. But what stellium? Right. You mean the geology? Here, the, no, well, I'm just no, I'm just saying the geology, the geology that what Lyell came up with, right? The notion that these layers are deposited over millions of years and so on and so forth. Yeah, that. I mean, I think it's nonsense uh, because we see that some of these layers are definitely catastrophic very fast. So, so I, I wouldn't put my finger. I wouldn't bet on anything about dating. I think dating is kind of useless. Yes. We, we should look more at processes and things happening. But yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, no, I agree. I'm just saying. I'm just. Saying, he showed that that could happen rapidly, like you just said. So. You know, I I'm, I think we figured it out, guys. They I'm not even. They take like acid or hallucinogenics, and they believe they've tapped into the truth in that state of mind, and then they make up stories. I, I'm not joking. I think <laughs> no, that's what I they think do. you're right. It's the only way you could come up with some of this stuff. It's, uh... I think you'd come up with better stories if you're if you're taking you know uh, I don't know mushrooms or something, but well. <laughs> You would think so. You would think so. Maybe maybe they have short <laughs> supply of hallucinogenics or something. You know, or they just ran with the first trip. I don't know. But it's it's crazy maybe detached it's just, from reality. It's not real. Maybe just some research chemicals that they you know, they do who knows what it is. But yeah, I know you I know you mean. There's some some of the some of the stories are wild. Like especially in astronomy, when you start getting into because at first, you know, for, for You want an example of that? Over a couple I have an example. No, for a couple like... of years. No, yeah, I mean, so many, yeah, absolutely. But for a couple of years, I was thinking, you know, it's impossible that everyone in astronomy just got bamboozled by this cos colonial cosmology, right? It's just impossible that in all their papers, they get sidetracked. How is it? Is it all metaphysics? Like, and, and that was really hard to believe at first. It was like, how is the whole thing? It's like a hundred years, this discipline has been going on, all these papers. Then I, I said, okay, calm down, just go read some of it. And I started reading it, and I was like, "Holy fuck! I mean, what's going on here?" <laughs> it's just, it became funnier and funnier. I was like, "Wow, this is unbelievable! It really, it really is what it is." But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say uh, we had SX Zero send a super chat. Says any woman can have kids of any color, depends on the seed. Um, so yeah, I'll show oh. this real quick. Ahead, I was saying, yeah, of course. I'm talking about the scenario in which both parents are black, and then a white kid comes out. You oh, know, got you. Does that like, happen? That's happened. That yeah, supposedly that happens. And, and the UPS and the UPS guy with, wasn't white. Come on. Like I said, I'm not saying I know this definitively, but but I do. From my understanding, that is the case. Uh, they they can't even theorize how it'd be possible outside of it being from like a black mother. Because the spectrum of genetics is, is broader, right. so they, so you know, what I'm saying like the when, when you just limit it to a white person's offspring, the spectrum that they can carry on is much slimmer. 
And so that that just logical deduction there, I, it's not a stretch for me to think that we all had darker pigment. And then there's all kinds of factors, right? Geographical ancestry, colder climate, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I don't know all the answers of how everything happened. <laughs> History is crazy, right? We don't know, but yeah. I just think it's crazy. It's, it does seem to appear we're clearly all one race. We all seem to have common ancestry and people can't accept that. They think that uh, we all just popped up on the earth, different colors, hating each other. Some of us were better <laughs> than the others you know it's stupid i saw this today yeah. speaking of the nonsense in the astronomical world um this guy i don't know if you've seen these videos from this guy just kind of noticed them recently it's anton petrov he just talks about space and everything and he always says, so this one's unexplained signals found while looking for dark matter um but just to hear him start talking about this, I, I can't help but, but just die laughing. Anyone else coming from a very interesting experiment that suggests something unusual may have been detected, mm. and that something may have also been the mysterious dark matter. So let's talk a little bit more about the experiment. <laughs> and the... So I thought he was Jay Tolan for a second. So just think of what he's saying now. That like we we may have discovered dark matter. Remember that the going theory or the going truth that they tell people is that dark matter makes up a certain ninety-seven percent of the universe right and just now june 22nd 2020 have we discovered it hmm, hold on a second let's see and they keep on discovering the same stuff over and over it's again so, wait wait high. till you see how they discovered it because uh, think right now just imagine in your head they've discovered dark matter what does it entail what do you think what kind of apparatus it is so what do you think they're using this is where you have to you really test your mind before you just let somebody tell you something and you go oh that makes sense you have to think, okay, so they're going to go and prove that dark matter, this substance that they have never seen before, it's never been observed, it's in outer space, it fills all of outer space. Okay, let's see how they're going to do this. Should be good, should be good. Please tell us how we, how have you figured this out. I'd love to hear it. Maybe some super telescope? No, that doesn't make much sense. You'd have to send, like, a, maybe send a crap. So over the last okay. few weeks, there were quite a lot of different news coming about this experiment. Okay. But most of the headlines were basically suggesting that we did discover dark matter after all. Oh, we and did discover dark matter after all. <laughs> Something that takes, that is, you know, theorized 97%. We finally discovered it. Thank goodness. Tell me how. I want to want to get this knowledge in my system. More specifically, the claim was that the scientists were able to see the mysterious axions. The mysterious particle that's supposed to exist. The mysterious axions. So scientists were able to see the mysterious axions. Great. Explain the existence of dark matter and also solve a very unusual phenomenon in physics that still hasn't really been explained. Okay. But all of these topics are actually really complex, like super complex. So, so complex. it took me a while to try to figure out the best way to explain all of this. <laughs> and I figured the best way to start is, Please explain it. well, let's actually just talk about the experiment yeah, first. Yeah, I want to know the experiment. It's called Xenon-1T. And it's actually uh, one of the more advanced versions of the original Xenon experiment that's essentially trying to discover all of these mysterious what particles that are thing? very difficult to detect, such as particles that could be responsible for the mysterious dark matter. The way it works is so we're by using that. a relatively large what tank is this thing? with xenon, specifically large amounts of liquid xenon <laughs> that usually Somebody built this freaking tank and is going about to tell you that this tank discovered dark matter throughout the universe. Uh, What's 93% of what makes up everything that you can see, everything observable, has now been discovered in this water heater. 
And in this case, if, if it were so deceptive, you know, if it were so de deceptive, it would be cute because it's so funny. It's like, oh, they put together a little bunch of wires to detect dark matter. Oh, how cute. It's like Austin said, man, these guys are <laughs> dropping acid and then like, okay, what can we build? We've got this grant for, you know, $600,000. What can we do with it so that we can say something happened? Because if you get a grant for $600,000, you can't do some experiment and go like, oh, we didn't find anything. Because guess what? You're not getting the grant yeah, again. Yeah, of course. So if you want to get that anything grant. Anything you measure, you're going to claim. You're going to make the claim, right? Absolutely. It's like, man, it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Like one day I was I was uh, in this council meeting at the university. I was doing this university politics or whatever. There was this guy who was part of my group. And he was an astronomer. He was doing his PhD in astrophysics. And he was always with me. I talked to him all the time. He never even talked about his work. He ended up doing something else, I guess. But I asked him about his thesis. I was like, yeah, man, I'm taking a struggle. So what's the deal with the, what are you doing? And he's like, yeah, man, it's like, it's whatever they are. Like, it's just some, uh, what is it called? This it's just a spectrography. You just say what they want you to do. It's just whatever. He hated it. He hated it. And he said it was just whatever the supervisor said it was. <laughs> of course. He, he never even... Huh? So of course. Yeah, I couldn't believe it because it was like, how can somebody do a PhD on something that's just like they think is trash? <laughs> For me, it's just inconceivable. And I had to look up what an axion was. Like, why have I never heard of an axion? Well, it's a hypothetical elementary particle. So this is great. Just, you make things up and then you make a water heater and then you say you proved it. So my hypothetical idea is there must be some sort of axions making up dark matter. Now I put this water heater in my garage and now I put some detectors on it. I see something a little weird. That must be the axion that I predicted. <laughs> this, this is the way we discover things in space, folks. I mean, come on. Let's continue just to hear a little more. The actual tank has been increasing in size to the point where now we have a tank that's able to hold over 3 million tons of xenon on the inside. At the same time, this tank is placed... So Hold on a second. Three million tons of xenon on the inside. Did he say that? Am I confused what that means? They have a tank that they can hold three million tons? Three, isn't three million tons three thousand three million times two thousand? Am I confused? Is that how many pounds it would be? You can hold three million tons. Three, Three million is a of ton. The theoretical is, particle? I don't know. <laughs> a ton is 2,000 pounds, right? So three million times 2,000, that's six no, six billion pounds? They have a tank that holds six billion pounds of xenon? Am I? Maybe I'm... Hey, I, I know I'm not the smartest, but I thought that's what he said. Let's hear again. They've got a tank that... Thanks to the point where now... We have a tank that's able to hold over 3 million tons of xenon on the inside. Okay, at the kidding. same time, this tank is placed somewhere really I'm deep out, in the I'm out at this point. <laughs> um, do, you, uh, do any of you on the panel think the world is going to end soon and Tom Hanks is a weirdo? <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. I don't think so, but um, there is some people starting to think that something crazy is going to happen soon. Uh, some sort of reset. Uh, talk about the Great Reset. I don't think the world's going to end, but I do think the way of life that we're used to is not going to be here very long. I don't think cash will be along, or I don't even think the U.S. dollar will be along much longer. Uh, so you don't think Tom Hanks is weirdo? No, I think he's... I really wish he would adopt me. But uh, he's busy. No, I can't stand Tom Hanks. And he, he doesn't respect he's me for not wearing a weirdo, Total weirdo. Total weirdo. Total uh, all right, let's listen to a little bit more about this uh, six billion pound xenon holder. 
the ground where it's protected from all sorts of interference. And so they put it into the ground really deep where it's protected from all kinds of interference. I don't really understand what that means. What about gravity waves? What about, you know, it's just so stupid. What about the coronavirus? Is it, is it protected from the coronavirus? Because I don't know. It also contains a lot of very sensitive sensors on the top and usually on the bottom as well. Okay, so it's got And so sensors. what this allows the scientists to do right. is to basically be able to detect really minute interactions, even like a single particle passing through. So they're able to detect a single particle passing through the water tank. Okay. This, tank, this proves this dark case, matter. Right here would then be producing enough interaction with xenon that it would then be detected by these really sensitive sensors, which would then be able to create a three-dimensional picture of where this particle passed through. And because this detector is so sensitive and because it's able to pretty much detect absolutely everything, it's always very hard to actually protect this from unneeded interference. Yeah. Like for example, from interaction with particles that we're not really looking for and that we already know a lot about. <laughs> and so over the years, the scientists have created a kind of a baseline for what they expect to discover in these experiments based on the particles oh, we already boy. know about. I mean, I don't know so how you can anything to this over guy. the which has Look at these not pictures really behind been explained it. just yet. Right. So in other words, these axions you gotta have the sun behind the you. The experiments so far have not really been that successful. Space but one is of the amazing. experiments expected to find Look at this sun. For these axions. Oh. And a lot of them should be passing through Earth right now. So exciting. Look at this. Uh, they actually the have WM, slightly different the w map. from what we initially thought. Look at this really thing. Narrow down what we found All the neurons here and are what's firing. basically Look at this travel. Through you can also space. support this channel on Patreon and it does. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't stand it. Oh god. I can't stand it. But yeah. he's got 500,000 subscribers and people love him, man. They go, <laughs> they go into the chat and say, I cannot express how much I love this channel. It is an oasis in the vast YouTube desert. That is an oasis. Wow. You know? Uh, it's amazed how much <laughs> physics and astronomical work that is going on that we never would hear about if it wasn't for your brilliant videos, Anton. Oh, boy, I, I guess he buys into it and then he, he, he tries to make sense of it the best he can because he buys into it. So he, you know, just gobble it up and communicate it. Some people, all they want to do is say, talk about something they really like, like space. And then they, you know, they love that. They put a lot of money on these young uh, young people who are very excited about space uh, right now. Yeah, so, because it's the easiest way to make a channel and, and have that channel grow and have no fear. Again, just get on there and say space is great. NASA is fantastic. They're, the bureaucracy is causing them not to go back to the moon. Make sure you're all wearing masks, social distancing, together at home, curbside pickup. Right. So to summarize um, yeah, Forrest Gump's presentation here, <laughs> They, they presupposed the theoretical particle. Right. They observed an interaction and then told us what was going on in this pseudoscientific fairy tale. And that confirms dark matter, which is connotated as we know nothing about it. So great, isn't it? I mean, wow. this is why science Incredible. is you know, should be followed religiously and should, you, know, you should bow before it because really what Austin just said is truly magical i mean so austin and i would have to have some theoretical things so we say okay austin what is moving the sun in the in our plane of existence and me and austin say okay there must be some sort of particle that we can't see or detect or measure and we'll call that particle the the, the austin particle okay and we're looking for this particle we've never been able to detect it so let's now build a water heater 
and let's stick it into the ground. We'll try and get it away from as much disturbance as possible. And then we will monitor what goes on in that water heater. And the second that we see something that we don't really know what it is, it must be the Austin particle. And, <laughs> and Any <therefore>, irregularity <laughs> substantiates what we guess. Gotta be that. It can't be anything else. And now it's proven. And uh, thank goodness we predicted it back in 1977. Yes, dude. We deserve Nobel Prizes. And for all, all in the audience that doesn't know, dark matter and dark energy are just both parts of the ether field. Dun, dun, dun. They're not disconnected. They're not separate. They're not deified anomalies that we don't understand. They're just trying to characterize something in the background. And they don't want to acknowledge the background there. Yeah. Oh, so you don't believe in the cosmic background radiation left by the Big Bang? No, no, no. <laughs> a lot of big fans inside of me these days, dude. I don't believe in it. Sorry, I didn't let you guys answer the question either. Uh, you, you, whether or not you think Tom Hanks is a weirdo and whether or not you think the world's going to end soon. No, I don't think the world's going to end soon. I think we're in the time of things being revealed and uh, that can't be stopped. So we are experiencing a shift of sorts. I think they're trying to predictably program us to an end game of how they have like a control over us. But no, I don't think the world's about to end. And I don't think he, I, I don't have a bug out bag to sell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I don't mean the same. I don't know. The world doesn't end even if, it, if there's a catastrophe. The world will stay. Um, but uh, I don't think it's coming right now. But yeah, I mean, the weirdness of Tom Hanks has been established like, beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's for sure. I, I, I didn't want it to, to be the case. You know, I thought he was a good actor or I wonder, something. I wonder if he's but then broke I, too. I you saw, know, Robert De Niro saw, lost all his for money. Me, sorry? So I wonder if he's broke too. You know, Robert De Niro, the coronavirus decimated his finances. He's broke now. He's only going to get $15 million a year. Well, this, you know, this disease is just destroying people's lives. Yeah, no, no, I don't think Hanks. I think Hanks is in another, <laughs> another group of each, and he, you know, he's he's. Uh, have you seen the you know the the the, the film he has, the, the man with one red shoe, and then you know Dragnet, Dragnet, where they go to they bust it. into a virgin being sacrificed at a pagan ritual. Is it in a comedy? Remember that? Dragnet from the 80s? Him yeah, and I remember, ben the Aykroyd. I remember the show, but I don't remember him being in a movie called Dragnet. Really? Yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie called Dragnet. It's a I comedy remember Joe from versus the, 80s the Volcano. That that's Hanks? another one. Yeah, that, I, that's did, something. Did Hanks anybody as hear well. Dirt's the, show the other day when that guy was saying that uh, volcanoes don't exist or lava coming out of volcanoes doesn't exist and says you can't find video of it? Who said this? I've heard something about that. I've never looked into it. Yeah, I got to look into it myself because I've heard different things. And this guy, uh, Joey Rocha, is his name, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, I know him. Yeah, he has a channel and everything. But yeah, he was making some good points and then showing that yeah, there's you can find pictures of it, but you can't find video. Uh, he he yeah. thinks the volcanoes that are like you know pointed mountains are basically steam vents and that there is. And he really made a lot of sense, and I wish I could go back and I don't know where it was in the show. But he made a lot of sense when he talked about what earthquakes are. That, you know, in the globe model, they've got these tectonic plates, whatever, whatever. But what he was talking about in a flat earth kind of model is that earthquakes are caused by the moving of this magma underneath the earth. 
And that made a lot of sense to me. If you get a lot of pressure buildup, it could cause discs to, to slip. It could cause sections of land yeah. to readjust or uh, <clears throat> yeah. pockets to kind of have to, you know, have to settle. I don't know. Yeah, the problem is that when you when you bore a hole, you don't necessarily get to lava all the time. That's one of the problems with that model. That's why the global well, model. Well, what he was saying is there's lava that, tubes. Uh, there's these lava chutes or tubes, right? Right. So right. yeah, if you drill, uh, yeah, if you but, go drill you under know, this one, under my house or something, that you, I'm not saying that there's lava all underneath the house, but there's these lava tubes, and if one of them gets backed up or there's steam building up inside, that it would cause the ground to have to set, which could cause. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I don't know. I climbed the the Vesuvius looking to the caldera. And you can see the runoff from, from the lava coming out. I mean, in Hawaii, there's so much of that. Like you well, can even see. Joey Rocha lives in Hawaii. There's people right now. And it's weird because there's you can see these videos that have nothing to do with prove, trying to prove anything in Hawaii, where people go with different cans of vegetables and different things, and they throw it on the lava that's coming, and they put it on the yeah, lava. Yeah, but isn't the lava just explodes. coming out of the ground? Coming out of the ground, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look yeah, like it's, not, there's also it's under, not like coming out of too. the it's not coming out of the pointed volcano. Right, right. I mean, you, yeah, but you can see that you can see the the I mean the results from that, and there are eruptions that you can see. Yeah, there's different kinds of eruptions and different kinds of things that come out of volcanoes. I don't think it's always the same kind of thing. Um, I'll, I'll and, say, dude, nukes don't exist and dinosaurs aren't real. I, I'm not gonna just throw it out as a possibility. We don't fully <laughs> understand <laughs> volcanoes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at too. I hear these things, and I used to be real defensive There's about them. Right? Sinkholes. I don't that's do it scary shit. Yeah, sinkholes sinkholes are mean, Have you seen them? Yeah, they just yeah. go into nothing. It's in the really middle, scary. Yeah. You see when the whole block falls into a sinkhole and stuff? It's out of nowhere. Sometimes in the cities, that's really scary. Yeah, I, and I'm then they convince us yeah, we can mess up the earth, dude. No, right. dude, the earth can just snap its fingers and absorb us. Like, what are you talking about? I, I get, I trip out when I see all the underground structures. Like, it amazes me. Like, remember when we were in Amsterdam, Amsterdam and we went downstairs uh-huh. to, like, the train station and stuff? Like, the, all those uh-huh. huge-ass cavernous places are below the earth. Underground. Yeah, and then up above are buildings and people and cars like nothing like how does that not crumble it doesn't you even, can't even tell you can't even tell you would you're walking on the street above you would never have any idea that there's a whole basically metropolis below you a whole trip and i don't i mean i don't mean like a subway like in new york when we were in amsterdam the ceiling was i wouldn't even guess 100 feet high 20 meters yeah yeah it's crazy yeah it's crazy you're right and you keep going down you have to take different That's flights insane. of stairs. You get lower and lower and lower, and you're just in this huge, cavernous, underground mm-hmm. railroad station. <laughs> and you're like, dude, I was just on the ground. Yeah. We can't even explain Thanks. earthquakes, dude. We we don't know everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know that we're supposed to everything. I think this is very intriguing. I've actually been meaning to look into it because uh, I'm friends with him on Facebook. I've seen him uh, title a couple lives about that I, i'm interested in it I, they've consistently lied about everything bro or Why made not, up yeah. some pseudo scientific fairy tale with the foundations of the globe earth and falsely misrepresented everything in nature so i'd almost bet that there's something more to it than we've been told Absolutely. imagine funny. imagine what happened to to down that thing that is the mountain the mount gold in spain the one that stallion talks about what what caused something like that to fall right 
Yeah, that would be something, something pretty, massive. I don't pretty know massive. what it is. <laughs> yeah. The other day the it was funny. The creature is five kilometers long, right? <laughs> oh, the mountain that looks like an elephant? Yeah. Not just looks, right? It has all these other features. Anatomical right, you know, alignment, yeah, for sure. Pretty crazy. Or bones and, yeah. The other day it was like, uh, I don't know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon or something. Miss and I are sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden there's an earthquake. And it's not a very big one. I think it turned out to be 5.2 or 5.4. And uh, we feel it, and the windows shake a little bit. We're like, oh, that was an interesting earthquake. So then we go back. We're just watching TV. About two minutes, three minutes go by, and then I get a text on my phone, like, emergency alert, earthquake, please duck and cover. <laughs> like, that's their warning system now, <laughs> three minutes after the earthquake to tell me to duck and cover? Thank you, I believe it's over. <laughs> I thought that was pretty Well, funny. I think it's, I think earthquakes are certainly some electric in nature. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I think the earth acts as a dielectric plane. I actually found You think they come document. from, like, the sun and, and alignments? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know that people make earthquakes. They they can make earthquakes by beaming uh, frequencies underground right. and, and getting the right frequency for certain elements underground. Exactly. And exactly. they can make those elements vibrate and they can cause earthquakes. So it's yes. Messed up. Yes. Like Tesla. Tesla accidentally caused a few earthquakes. I actually found a document from 2001, a military document, and it's called electromagnetic propagation over a flat Earth, and it explains that the Earth's a dielectric plane. And that you propagate the electromagnetic uh, waves over top of a horizontal propagation. All you have to do is take into account is topography. Nothing to do with the ball. It has a disclaimer on there. It's like, this is not to be misconstrued as the Army's official position unless otherwise acknowledged by authorized documents. Destroy when no longer needed. And it's for a practical use of an energy weapon. So wow. I'm saying... Yeah, it's crazy. I'll send it to you. So, I mean, they know for practice. Is it online? Use, they assume the Earth. Can, uh, can I put a yeah, link yeah, to I'll it? Send, I'll, I'll send the link. Yeah, I'll put a link to it in the description too. Very intriguing stuff. They, what I'm saying is, for practical use, they assume the Earth is a dielectric plane. Well, you know what I'm saying? They have to to understand how their weapons are going to work and propagate. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Like that, it's, it's the same with the flight manuals, right? How many are they? Talk about the stationary Earth. Yeah, tons, tons. I mean, um, the, the thing about uh, that, it's like, I think that's our biggest argument that we kind of uh, overlook because they say it's for mathematical simplicity. It's like, no, dude, this is practical use. This means that when this is practically used, that's physical evidence of a flat Earth because it's, it's working. You know, it's working. This was, they literally requested them to to uh, map it out over a flat earth so they could use an energy weapon. And in the conclusion, they say, yes, the most efficient way would to have a vertical propagation, a vertical tower over a flat earth. So that they needed I to know how to make it. Sorry. No, I just think it's, it's very telling. You know, all practical use is a flat, non-rotating surface. That's our biggest piece of evidence, almost. I mean, it's not, but it's yeah, just a huge one, you know? It's a, another interesting thing is how they send balloons up. Now they came out saying that they have all these balloon programs people didn't, didn't know about. But then they say that the balloons are going to orbit. Right? That's another trick, right? <laughs> and it's the same in, in, in balloons. Obviously, they would work in, in a, you know, over a flat plane. And that's, you know, remember Andrea Barnes? Yeah, the one who went to Remember the edge. That. 
supposedly. Yeah, supposedly disappeared in Antarctica, but I think one of the first things she did was to get on a balloon and stay up right. for days and see if the balloon would move, if the Earth would move under. This is interesting. Somebody I was just looking at, Dave sent the Wayfair playlist that we can talk about shortly, but then I saw somebody comment in there with a Stanley Kubrick video, which I want to see because it says, don't fly too high. I've never heard him say that, so I want to see what he says or am I years of his life shunned by the film industry he had created. I've compared Griffith's career to the Icarus myth, but at the same time, I've never been certain whether the moral of the Icarus story should only be, as is generally accepted, don't try to fly too high, or whether it might also be thought of as Forget the wax and feathers and do a better job on the wings. One thing, however, is certain. Is that cryptic? What do you think, Austin? <laughs> he certainly said it right there. Uh, should the moral of the story be don't fly too high? Uh, you, know, you know the story. No, tell me about it. I mean, that's the one where he too well, the... flew too close to the sun, right? Yeah, he has the wings, right? He, I, <clears throat> he, I think he steals the wings, I guess. Not so sure. But, uh, yeah, essentially, yeah, that's it. He flies yeah, he melts. He, he melts or something. Yeah, he melts. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's certainly yeah. what it is, dude. Encrypted. Uh, just letting you know, man. You know, Hey, man, chill out. You can't go to space, dude, you, you crazy psychos. I faked it numerous times, and I was paid well to do it. And I had to be quiet, but I could throw these little pieces in there. Uh, so yeah, Dave put in this video. I don't know if he made it or what, but it's a Wayfair video. If people are interested in that topic of what's going on, it certainly is questionable. Have you been looking into that at all, Austin? I have not. Oh yeah, well I've, I've seen some of it. Like I have a guy who he he you can provably falsify their claims. You can prove yes. they took the took the post down. You can prove they were listed, and you can prove the company that manufactures those cabinets don't make any that cost over a thousand dollars. No. So, so that part's very provable. And I don't care how industrial this is. No, it's industrial. It doesn't matter how industrial this is. It does not cost fourteen thousand dollars. No, and then where it gets a bad spin is some people are acting like the kids come in cabinets. Like, no, 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 no. no. (laughs) I know. I saw that somebody down here in the comment section says, "Yes, but missing children don't come in those packages." Like nobody said that. Yeah. Well, how how profound of you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> this is just the agreement. I don't know. This could just be a down payment, and then they know how to interpret the coded post, and then go right. somewhere else, maybe finish paying what Bitcoin. Is... I don't know what it is, but it is super weird. No, it's sketchy. Back it is in sketchy the... is the names. Why would it be the same name of, right. of the person that's here? That's one of the questions. Well, I also I'll that. say this. So uh, I have a friend. He's a bit autistic, you know. So he looked into all of this, and he he said. Oddly enough, dude, if you type in almost any name, tons of products are going to come up, and they're going to be in the correct price range. Right. So they've basically given themselves plausible deniability by just integrating that weird practice of putting names everywhere. So when one is way beyond the price point, you can't point to the name because it's like, well, they're everywhere. If, you know, people, it's, it's... if people don't know, there's actual um, accounts on eBay. So this is back when I used to sell books and stuff and used to mess around on the dark web. I found this one section that talked about people who were selling drugs on eBay. And you'd basically have to search for this certain item and it would be like something obscure that nobody would ever buy. Like this box of 12 LED light bulbs. And it would be, you know, 700 bucks. 
and if you went on the dark web, you so nobody on eBay would ever in their right mind pay 700 bucks for these LED light bulbs. So it would just sit there, it wouldn't have any sales. But if somebody went on the dark web and noticed that, oh, that's actually for whatever, a bu bunch of co uh, you know cocaine eight balls or whatever, I don't know. Uh, but there was actually accounts on there where, yeah, that's what it would be for. Then you would go to eBay and you would purchase those things. Now again, at that point, they might actually ship them to you, but I'm sure there would be some sort of conversation that would take place first. This is the same case where it's not going to be just, okay, now this guy's bought my light bulbs, I'm gonna ship him this cocaine. I'm sure there's some sort of conversation. Same thing here. I mean, there's gonna be some sort of, uh, but you could you easily write to somebody and say, oh, you want that? Okay, well, go to Wayfair and purchase this pillow. And yeah, right. their, their whole contention of, oh, these are the correct items and the correct prices is just horseshit, especially when they're the ones that set the prices. Yeah, yeah, you can prove that what they said was a lie, and then you have to, of course, ask why was you lie. They said it's the accurate price. You can go literally prove that that company doesn't make any cabinets that cost more than $1,000. So why lie? I will say this, though. I'm very suspicious of how much traction it's got. Yeah, it's a little bit and suspicious. And I think that might fit in with my Ostradamus prediction where this is the diet woke illusion of pedophiles going down. Q's real. Trump's the hero. Yay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if anybody's going down for it. Wasn't the, the, the CEO of the company, isn't it really sketchy as well? Is it, isn't there issues with people inside the company facilitating uh, this? I don't know. I, w I would. I would. I wouldn't be surprised. I, what do you mean, like with the practice itself, or with it getting so mainstream? Well, meaning that the the people in these companies, because the furniture, they can move. They have all these trucks and stuff. The people in the company would be also doing trafficking, moving around. They, they people okay. talk about how furniture companies and um, construction companies have been. Involved in things like this, trafficking, trafficking. Sure. If so you look like, at me with a straight so... face and say a zodiac pillow is worth thirteen thousand dollars, you're a crazy person. It's not yeah. even a pillow; it's, it's a so, pillow, it's pillow cover. So... Pillow cover. Yeah, it's overtly obvious. That's 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 how I am now. It's like if I don't have to really dig for something, I, there's some motive. Like that's something how I look at it. You know, and if this was all over my Facebook. I just woke up and every post was about it, and I was like, oh, this is part of the psyop. <laughs> that's yeah. how I think. I, so I don't know. Yeah, so people can watch this video. I'll include this link as well. This is the deep inside the rabbit hole. Bit shoot present presentation. Uh, also has some stuff in here about Hanks, which we talked about earlier. I did see this article today, which I just thought was funny because you know, he reads them as if he's like, is this a joke? Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson send pizzas to victims of sex trafficking and exploitation. Wow. Like, oh, they send pizzas. What? Great. Yeah. It's just, oh, that's too funny. Hey, but you, dude, you remember my point I, I was making to y'all earlier, right? Like what human being is not going to be pissed about this say, say this is true everyone is like that's disgusting that's horrific they should go to jail or even be killed it's the one unifying factor where everyone would support it and that's why i think it has a real potential psyop uh, advantage because everyone like what you think people are going to come out just because they hate trump don't get me wrong they're crazy people that will hate everything he says but when he's like kids shouldn't be trafficked raped and killed do you think they're going to come out in opposition to that like no it's the one thing that can swoop everyone up it's pretty pretty genius it's pretty genius. i mean of course to clarify we should still out them we should still expose it 
100% it's disgusting, you know, but I'm just saying, I think that might be what's going on. Not to be a damn. But do you think, do you think even Hollywood people might go to jail? Hanks yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, genius. Hollywood, Hollywood people uh, are nothing. You know, like they, they, dude, the Gravelers don't care about Tom Hanks, dude. They laugh that Tom Hanks thinks he has some juice, dude. They would throw him under the bus so fast. Uh, so all they have to do is, they don't even have to give you a lot. They just have to give you prominent people like Tom Hanks and Oprah, or something like just those two. Yeah, so people when are we gonna get one of them? I just want one. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's the question. <laughs> even if it's <laughs> even if it's fake, just tickle my fancy. Just kind of give me a little, little bit, a little bit of love, and put somebody supposedly in jail, and I'll be happy. Not, and I don't mean yeah. Jelaine Maxwell. I mean somebody of some clout, because it's always like we hear these little stories, and yeah, you know, you'll never see a Richie, or not Richie C.K. What's his name? Louis C.K. Louis. You'll probably never see a Louis C.K. Com, you know, stand-up comedy again, and you're not going to see Chris Delia probably much and you know, some of these guys are just going to be you know, Kevin Spacey I don't think is starring in any upcoming movies but they're not in jail right they haven't been convicted of you know, sex trafficking minors or something I don't know yeah. so I'm, I'm waiting I for think that I think Jizz Lane <laughs> I think yeah, yeah I think Jizz Lane <laughs> is part of the psyop yeah dude. you think <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I mean, what the heck? Dude, what a name, dude. That's a porn star name, bro. Jizz Lane. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I don't care what tells me, dude. The world's a movie, dude. And I think a couple of these actors go down. But, yeah, but and especially because they, you know, I see people arguing about what's actually pronounced Jizz Like, shut the hell up. Yeah. Get, the, get the S Whatever, out Whatever, that's of not it. what I see. Yeah, that's not what I see. There is, an, there is an S there in case you can't read. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so I did want to talk about NASA being... Or dirtbags. Let me put the Stanley Kubrick link in the description as well. Let's go back. We had Wayfair. We said we're going to put that in the description. All right. This is from last month, but you know I don't know if people know this lady got named the I don't know what is she the head of human exploration and operations. But of course she can't guarantee that NASA will go to the moon in 2024. We've seen articles come out this week saying that certainly not. They won't be able to meet that aggressive goal now because of Corona, of course, right? changes then i saw recently that um, nasa is going to delay the launch of the james webb telescope i mean if people don't know what's going on with this james webb telescope it's probably the funniest thing ever there's this telescope that nasa has made that is seven years past its due date when it was supposed to be gone since 2009 the mission's estimated cost has doubled and now it's at some 10 billion 10 billion dollars for this I mean just think of how would you spend 10 billion dollars on some apparatus and what would you expect Crazy that apparatus shit. apparatus to be able to do I mean are, are people just like confused of what 10 billion dollars is it is so ridiculous to think that I mean think of what you could build with a million dollars or two two million or 25 million or a hundred million dollars just think of all the things that you could do with a hundred million now think Five hundred million dollars, ridiculous. Now think nine hundred ninety-nine million dollars. That's insanity. All the amazing things you could build with that, all the stuff you could do in the world, and that's not one billion. That I mean, it's just stupidity for anyone to keep pumping money into this company, into this you know government agency that is nothing but a jobs program and a masquerading for keeping people believing that we live on a ball. That's what it's for. 
Oh boy, I just can't. I mean, I, you couldn't possibly if somebody said, "Here, here's ten billion dollars. Build something." You couldn't. You, like, there's not even such thing as parts that you could put together that would cost ten billion dollars. But we're supposed to believe that's what's going on. Anyway, um, yeah. So and they they, they still have more money to spend. Oh yeah, it just keeps going. And again, I've talked about it a million times. Every single year, at the end of the year, so imagine at the end of 2020, what will happen is they're going to be late. They already moved the date back to whatever, uh, October of 2021 or something, right? So come the end of this year, they're going to need to go in front of Congress and they're going to say, we don't have any money set aside for next year to do this James Webb telescope. And we're out of money now. Can we please have an additional $1 billion for the James Webb Telescope? So here's Congress's choices. Number one, they say no. By saying no, you've just wasted the $9 billion that you think you've spent on the James Webb Telescope already. So the only option is to say, all right, well, we don't want to look stupid for giving $9 billion for nothing. We might as well give $1 billion more so that they can get this done. And then what will happen next year? And we've talked about this in the front. Oh, it'll get pushed out and it'll get pushed out. And then even when it finally gets launched into the ocean, all you're going to get is the same pictures that you get from Hubble. That, so what that's do they what you say pay. when they go there to Congress in those scenarios? But like, space time just really isn't cooperating with us. Right. It's, it's, just, <laughs> it's a little rough right now. How, yeah, space how time is really giving us a headache. We need some more shekels. <laughs> I just I can't imagine doing that. I mean, you can't do that in real life. There's just no point where you can go to somebody and be like, hey, I want to rebuild my car. It's going to cost $5,000. Will you loan it to me? All right, I'll loan you the $5,000. All right, here's $5,000. And then you go back to him at the end of the year and you say, I appreciate that $5,000, but to fix it up really nice, it's going to cost an additional two. I'm like, all right, well, I don't. Okay, what happens if I don't give it to you? I lose the original 5000 Yes. All right, here's 2000 more. And then you just do that every year? <laughs> just every year. Yeah. I didn't quite finish the, the car, and I just and there's no return. That's the thing. Nobody's getting any return from this thing. What is going to be the return of a $10 billion space telescope? The answer is nothing. Forever Dude, and ever. Dude, space exploration nothing. is priceless, Jared. Oh, God. We want to throw up. Yeah, it's all the people who get the jobs, who get the contracts. So it's all the STEM industry. So for them, it's amazing. They, they pump the marketing. They have a marketing program, and they get all the jobs. They get all the contracts, and they get all the money. So well, for ten billion dollars, can can we get better footage than like a flip a flip phone this time? That'd be awesome. They're, they're they're stingy. They're gonna save on whatever they they probably you know all these years they're probably making all the CGI that they're then gonna roll out at some point. No, yeah, it's going to get crazy. It's going to get where it's very realistic looking. I think we all know that it's coming. Yeah, but how do you make the jump from the Voyager? You've seen the Voyager uh, films from Saturn and Jupiter and stuff. You know, how do you make the jump from something what we may call realistic, right? Uh, And then that, you know, and say, yeah, both are real. Imagine being able to say this about the space telescope. Webb is designed to build upon the incredible legacies of NASA's Hubble and Spitzer Space Telescope by observing the infrared universe and exploring every phase of cosmic history. (laughs) The space telescope is going to explore every phase of cosmic history. I mean, that's like me saying I have a (laughs) microscope that's that's going to explore every phase of human history. What do you mean? That's not. <laughs> can't. Doesn't work that That's way. Awesome. So crazy. Their their claims are so mega bizarre, right? It's just out of this like world. And that's what people, trip. I guess, want somehow. Well, that's so how they get people. Magical. 
Sorry. Yeah, I'm saying that's how they get people. You, yeah. they, when they don't understand it, the layman is like, oh, well, it just must be true because it's beyond my level of comprehension. All they have to do is make it crazy enough where it doesn't make sense, and then the 90% of people will be like, oh, it doesn't make sense because I'm not smart enough to get it. Right. When they read the observatory, that, that's why people are so happy. It says the observatory will detect light from the first generation of galaxies that formed in the early universe after the Big Bang and study the atmospheres of nearby exoplanets for possible signs of habitability. <laughs> it's like there's no pre presumptions in there, is there? Presuppositions yeah, is none. It's so <laughs> just zero. It's so annoying. I mean, we were talking about it yesterday, too. I just can't get over the fact that they think there's some sort of telescope that can see. And remember, any star is minimum 25 trillion miles away. That is that alone should erase everything I'm going to say next because you should be like well, that's impossible nobody can see that far, but they actually have you convinced that these telescopes, just some mirrors and some lenses, can see 25 trillion miles, and then they can see little planets causing a blip in the sun, and then based on the blip they can tell you what the atmosphere of the planet that's orbiting the 25 trillion mile away sun is. It and I'm telling you you can't. Have a garbage can at the end of your street. It has green, it has red vegetation. There's one place that has red oh, vegetation. Shit. The other one has a rains, diamond core. It, yeah, rains, the diamonds. Other one has glass that rains. Oh, gra glass from sideways yeah. glass rain. I mean, fo folks, if you put a garbage can <laughs> at the end of your street and you put a little gas in that garbage can and release it or something, if you think somebody with a camera down at the other end of the street can tell you which gas is coming out of that garbage can, you're, you're insane. And maybe even if they can do that, Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a few hundred feet. If you think they can do that for 25 trillion miles, well, I got a bridge to sell you. Yeah, this comes back to the LSD they're dropping. They're right. Like, Let's just say it rains diamonds. <laughs> I, I, it's so stupid. Uh, what I want to see most out of web is that which I can't anticipate today. <laughs> what? That's what you anticipate. What, what can we get out of this telescope if I was interviewing the guy? Explain to me what the James Webb telescope is going to do. Well, what I want to see the most out of Webb is that which I can't anticipate today. All right. Thank you for that. Great. I can't wait either. Yeah, how profound. Oh, so profound. I love space. Dude, it's so great. Have you dude, guys seen... I will say I've woken up someone to flatter just with that, bro. When I was like, you know, they say that's like 17 trillion light years away. It's not actually there. You know, those stars aren't actually there. Everything, like half of what you're seeing no longer exists. And they've heard it before, but I was just like, you know, broke it down. Like, really think about that. How would you ever know that? And yeah. that person was like, dude, I never thought about it. I'm like, yeah, I know. Trust me. Not it's to mention ridiculous. when they talk about light years and... and so hard to explain to people where it's, I mean, people should get it. That if we are flying through the universe and all this light is getting here way after it left, well, you wouldn't see it in the same spot where the star is. There should be like light waves going across the sky. It can't be that, oh, I see a point of light and that point of light left that spot that it is some whatever years ago. 100 years ago, 500 years ago, or a million years ago. I mean, it's so stupid that people have been convinced that we see back in time by looking at the sky. Everything you see in the sky is a minimum of four years old if you're talking to stuff. Dude, minimum. that's crazy to think about. Yeah, you're looking back in time when you look into the sky. Just don't question it. It makes sense, I promise. We've been there. And if, if you were yeah, on, they, get they this, wanna, if, if you were on another star, if you were on another star 65 million miles or 65 yeah million light years from us and you look through your telescope if you had a strong enough telescope you'd see the dinosaurs pretty impressive 
yeah. that's all cool. we gotta do to prove dinosaurs is look through space yeah we just have to go back and yeah if we if we look hard enough with the james webb telescope we might find dinosaurs on other planets and that would tell us that as long as it's 65 million light years yeah. away that probably they're you know, having humans about this time yeah, exactly you see that's the how edge you can of, prove you evolution the multiverse right so things gonna see <laughs> oh boy the, don't get me started on multiverse you know, horse shit the thing is like they 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 want to pretend that they're the most revolutionary discipline ever because at every corner they find something revolutionary incredible right you know there's these exoplanets now and you can go down to the desert and pick up rocks and say that you're studying any of them and, you, and people will believe you and they'll give you money and you can go out there and it, it, it's it's a it's a theater essentially it, it's unbelievable it's the only thing that you can study by not going to the actual thing. Imagine that you're gonna study whatever it is. You're gonna study how to grow food or architecture or whatever, building something. You have to pick up the things and do it. You have to look at the thing itself. With exoplanets, you don't. You can look at the earth and you study the other place. And this logic somehow is science. You know? And they have even exobiologists and stuff now. How's that even possible, right? It's insane. And it's, it's, I think it's, yeah, it's just how deep the science fiction goes. It's pretty incredible. I mean, that's why it's so fascinating. It's Narnia, right? I mean, it's really Narnia. It's really just, you can make up anything once you step beyond the wardrobe. Right, exactly. And the wardrobe is just the assumption the earth's a ball. Right. Right. It it can't be anything but a fairy tale after that. Like, if, if if you presuppose something inaccurately about the, the crux of your your theory then everything else is it's ha- yeah it's just a fairy tale dude it can't be real no and that's why you know when people people may have a lot of questions about what do you believe about this or what do you think this is and i don't have the answers but i know that what we're told is not real you know, it's that's just, the biggest hiccup dude people yeah. are so so hesitant to accept that well you know? it's because you know you were taught that all truth is known and just sit in a desk and some lady will get up there and she'll give you all the answers and as long as you regurgitate them uh, then you're smart. So, you know, the, even this coronavirus, I mean, if you try and talk to anybody about it, right, what they'll tell you is if you say, yeah, but sick people, you know, I'm healthy, so I shouldn't be wearing a mask. What's the first thing they'll tell you? Oh, but asymptomatic people carry the, th-. right? So it's like they just want to feel smart that they know the answers. So that's why yes. the news feeds them these things like, no, asymptomatic people. So that's what they go around saying, and they feel very smart. I wear my mask because asymptomatic people, so they feel <laughs> just like they did in school. Yes, dude, I look at it like this as a metaphor or whatever. Uh, you walked up to a toddler, and they have their little toy ball. And you rip the toy ball from them, and they start crying. And they're like, you're not going to give me another toy? It's like, no, right. I'm not I'm not replacing <laughs> your toy, dude. Yeah. Right, exactly. You're grounded. Yeah, no, they, they feel like, no, I need to know all the answers. I need to know that the moon goes around us because of gravity. And we and the moon go around the sun because of gravity. And we all go around the great attractor because of gravity. And that's just, that's enough for them. And so when we come along and the first question they ask was, well, how does the sun and moon move? And if we just had a word for them, I guess, then they'd be happy. Yeah, exactly. They'd rather believe something with no evidence at all that's been falsified than to have nothing to believe in. 
so I, I forgot how somebody put it the other day, but it's when somebody reaches a conclusion that they didn't reach with reason, right? Then you can't, you can't like get them off of that because they didn't get there with evidence. They didn't start believing in the globe because they were given ample amount of evidence and made them believe it. It was just something that they were told to believe. And that's hard to get somebody off of that because they're just like they, yeah, they, they get confused of what is what is evidence in that case, right? And that is something that it may right. always be a question for me when you start moving into different questions that you're going to ask. But in, right. in terms of how we can verify, it's not a ball. And all they need to do is read people... one article, right? Read one article from National Geographic that says, well, these people went out to this ocean and they sent a laser across the ocean and then they drove a boat a little further and the laser hit higher. That's all people need to say. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's all. That's all it takes. So that's what these articles look like. It's like the one you were talking about earlier. It's the same thing, right? And these articles just come up with the yep. same old stupid ass. Well, Aristotle saw the curved shadow on the moon, and therefore it's, the Earth's ball. It's interesting how that's not a red flag because if, you, if you're aware <clears throat> of how you've, it, you know, the information, information landscape in the last 25 years and the fact that these these things just started popping up in the last five or six. Isn't that a red flag? I mean, does that does that need to be re-explained now? You know, it is. Uh, <laughs> it's, it should be a problem for for anyone, I think, especially people who are critical of the media before. But sometimes it isn't, which is which is quite interesting. It's scary or something for some people, and it comes with lots of social consequences apparently. Yeah, but this is the funny part, dude. They 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 run around and they tout their fairy tale, typically through means of predictability, right? That's what Glover's will say. Our model can predict everything, and it literally can't. It's still working. It doesn't even. It, dude, it's such a crappy model. It hasn't even worked out all the kinks, and it's been like 500 years. It still can't explain the selenillion eclipse without making up some nonsense. It can't even explain everything yet, and people won't let it go like they they still tout it like it's reality look over the discrepancies and say if you can't replace my fairy tale right. with more fairy tales then i'm holding on to it it must still be reality it's like a disease or something when 97 percent of the observable worse, universe has they? never been seen 97 <laughs> percent that's the other thing that's one of the things they can get away with they can they can simply get they, it's incredible it's one of the only disciplines where you can say uh we know nothing about anything but we're getting to learn so much. It's incredible. Like uh, it's like a magic trick, <laughs> and they keep getting funding for what they say. They start making up new stories, and I think they made it worse from the the 1500s version, because they started adding all these other motions, the motion of the galaxy, the great attract, all these other motions that uh, mess it up even more. Because back then, I guess it was just a version of the geocentric model modeled around the sun because they're their sun worshiping religion which is talked about in the history books that uh, you know kepler became a galilean because he knew galileo was a sun worshiper and that that was a bond <laughs> that was the reason uh, dude so but yeah, go ahead. oh i was saying well the magic thing it's like they watch a magic trick on stage and then you come up to them and you're like, they're like blown away with the magic trick. They think it's real. You walk up to them, you're like, hey, dude, I looked into this. I went and talked to the magician. I went straight to the source. This isn't really what's happening. Um, he's just making you think that the rabbit came out of the hat. And it's like them saying, no, 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 please stop. 
I want the magic trick to be real. Right. And you're just like, well, then go for it, dude. You <laughs> know, like, whatever. Yeah, enjoy it. And that's a, a place that I changed where I used to be because now it's just like, I'll give people that info and then it's up to them. If they want to be yeah, it's like- swindled, then go ahead. I mean, if, if somebody was stealing money from me, um, let's say little by little or something or stealing something from me and somebody came and told me, hey, this is what's going on. Here's the evidence for it. If, if I just, if I'm blind to that and say, no, I don't want to hear that. I don't think it's true. Then any more money stolen from me at that point forward is kind of my fault. And, and nobody should really be stepping in every day to tell me if I want to be swindled, then I should be get, get to be swindled. So. Yes, dude. Another person. another good analogy I use is if you walk up to someone and you have a phone in your hand, you're like, look, dude, your girl's been cheating on you. Here's a video of it. It's like they won't look at the video because they can't figure out why she would. And so you're like, okay, well then just don't look at the video. You know, like I don't care. I don't care. But don't, don't come around complaining about her to right. me, you know? <laughs> That's the thing. So I don't know. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think it. I think it's kind of for the people who believe the ball. When you start questioning it and showing information, it's kind of like this massive movie spoiler. It's kind of like a spoiler in a film when you tell them the plot. You know, it just literally blows away the whole fantasy. So they, they, it really triggers them. There's nothing else to stand on. Like you said before, you know, they they need something to believe on. But I think it goes even. You know, you know what I mean. It goes at that level <laughs> I think it's a good analogy as well with the with the spoiler somehow and it has something to do with that because all these images that that is what it is the, the science fiction is what they love and what keeps them glued to Elon Musk and all these other uh, and the whole deception itself as it unfolds right um, and it, that's hard to to let go and I, there's so many analogies like the Santa Claus and, toy the baby toy and, and so on and, to, and then all of them really tell the, the similar story right from different aspects which is cool <laughs> but yeah it's amazing that that it's one part of the person hasn't grown i talked about it as a kind of atrophy of the sensorial apparatus Yeah, basically, it's, it's 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 a personal decision, you know. So I I I've, I did have to grow a lot like that. Um, you're not gonna convince a globe zealot of anything, and uh, you have to just accept. Ninety percent of people are weak, like we discussed. They care about just fitting in with majority, and, and you have to accept it, man. You sh- it's actually gonna be detrimental to you, like in your energy or vibration, if you don't accept it, you know. So, like, what Jaren's saying is perfectly right. Like, just, do, just, you tell them, and then you keep it pushing. There's some people that haven't been told yet, and that's all you can do. Like, the, it, you're fighting very high-level cognitive distance, very persistent cognitive distance. Can you just make sure everybody gets a yeah, chance I, to I hear it? it. Yeah, it's something I never knew growing up. I never knew you questioned the, the globe. Exactly. Just didn't know. As so. long as they get to at least know it, right? Right, at least at least get a chance to look into it if they want. And, you know, it's the same thing I talk about with 9-11. Inside job, I told him he was crazy. Don't ever talk to me about that again. But at least he told me because it was months later or even years. I don't remember at this point. That you know, one day you have time, you're sitting at the computer, and you start looking into it. And that's all it took. So even though I told him he was a nut, told him he was crazy, uh, and it probably would have almost pushed me further away if he would have told me every day. Right. Right. Like the exactly. fact that he just told me once and just kind of let me be, and then I told him, "Don't do it." He's like, "All right, dude, look into it." Yeah. Yeah.
Bravo always says, look into it. Um, because that's all you need to tell somebody. And they're not going to look, they may not look into it the next day or the day after or next week. But uh, eventually, most people do. And with this topic, talk to any of us that are flat earthers. Once you, that's what it takes. It takes you looking into it. No one was just told the earth's flat. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, all of us were like, what? Let me look into this. Yeah, and if you had gone up to your friend and asked him about 9-11 a couple months later, I'm sure he would have been more than happy to tell you about it. Absolutely, and he did. You know, when I went back to him, I was like, dude, thanks for telling me all that. He's like, well, now you know. You know, So, I mean, yeah, friendship's even tighter now than ever. Yeah, exactly. Much more efficient anyway that way because even if you are just able to pummel someone that's ignorant with all kinds of evidence and for a second they're like, I don't know, maybe it is. They're not really coming to that decision themselves. It's not going to last. They're just going to be one of these people that run around and claim they they converted away from flat Earth or something, you know. It, so it's just, yeah. it's actually inefficient anyway. I, I was trying to look up this launch or some launch that failed. Another launch going out towards the water. And uh, did you, due to Austin, did you resist it when you first? started thinking about it for for, for a while or was it? no yeah i'm kind of different though i acknowledge i'm like a bit of an anomaly but i i, I found out 9-11 was not it was a psyop in high school so when i came across flat earth bob said how it, did you find that out how did you, but you said in high school but by a friend by and i guess because i'm thinking i forget that you're so young so what was taught about 9-11 in school do you, you remember that or not uh, we weren't even taught like no. like okay. I was I want to say yeah I was still, like second grade you know I was there I saw it my parents actually like pulled us out of school oh my god you just made <laughs> me feel so fucking old you were in second grade when 9-11 happened I think so yeah wow. second grade and uh, I found out like on YouTube or something though in high school I told my dad and he shut it down and I was like okay whatever <laughs> um, so for a long time I had known dude not everything that it appears to be our B.O.B. had exposed tons of conspiracy I already agreed with so when he said the earth was flat I did indeed be, was like wow you're retarded now I can't listen to you but when I went and looked into it dude I noticed there were no pictures of earth instantly I was like very open minded about it I wanted to answer all my questions and look into all of it and so, so a lot of people aren't like that I think it's all relative you know yeah, like no, I'd already accepted the world stage, basically what I'm saying. So it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, me too. I was lied to such yeah, a degree. Was... I finally, you know, all yeah, it yeah. took was really seeing the AE map. Because my biggest contention was over and over again, well, how could planes go around it? Planes can't go around a flat earth, you, you idiots, right? So seeing the AE map was the first time, like, oh my goodness. How, how can everything that you think be destroyed with just one little image? And you're like, how did I not see? How did I not think that? And it was because I was so blocked with what I had been taught that, you know, circle navigation proves it, planes going around it proves it. Uh, then when I saw that one guy going for the record for north-south circumnavigation, I was like, I'm going to watch this guy. He had some sort of track on his plane. We'd be able to see his exact path over a couple days, uh, 2015, December, I think it was. And he went to the 90 degree marker, turned around, went back to Brazil, went up <laughs> to the north and they gave him the record. And I said, all right, that's it. There's, you would never that would never be considered circumnavigation unless circumnavigation was impossible and they were hiding 
Never. Right, dude. That was a big one, dude. You saying two good ones. No north to south circumnavigation was a big one for me. Just yeah. understanding circumnavigation east to west around a central point was big for me. The visual, like you said. Right. And then the, the real big one was, of course, the not pictures. And then the second one that really did it for me was that the sky resets over top of us every year for all of recordable history around right. the center. I was like, what? Dude, that doesn't make any sense, bro. Yeah. You know, like that's it just means it's moving over top of us. It's like here for us. For me, I could not let that one go. I, like, I had to just deep dive. And just the fact for me, I mean, when you started looking at all the speeds that supposedly everything's going, right, and just the whole idea of you'll never feel any of that. And the idea, oh, it's because you were born here. Uh, it's just a joke. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a joke. I mean, you can't... Yeah, the just, frame of reference, right? Uh, it's yeah. like a... What would you call that? That's one of their... Whatever fits. So it's kind of like as big as gravity. Yeah, it's a, it's a fix all. Yeah. But if you if a baby was born on a you know, roller coaster or something, I don't know what else to describe. But just because you're <laughs> born something that's moving doesn't mean that like oh I'll never notice this is moving. So I was born here, and the Earth is flying 1.1 million miles per hour. Why will I never notice that? Because I was born here, and we just don't feel it. And then I mean when you went deeper, and I saw the problems that they had with even the simple question. And this is still one of the things I remember, and it was. You took Antonio Subarats and Red's Rhetoric going back and forth about it. But the question to Red's Rhetoric was, does the sun move in space? Okay. So doesn't that sound like the easiest question for them to answer? They can't answer it. They have to say, in relation to what? And if you say, no, just listen, does the sun move in space? And their answer will always be in reference to what? So they don't even understand that either it does move or it does not move. To them, they can't say that. Why? Because they have to introduce these reference frames. And the Earth is spinning in its own reference frame. And then the moon orbits the Earth in that reference frame. And then the moon and the Earth orbit the sun in that reference frame. And then, so at that point, if you say in reference to what? So does the sun move in space in reference to the moon? No. The moon moves in reference to the sun then you just keep expanding that out it's so ridiculous to think that the sun only moves in space in their world if you're talking about in reference to the galaxy but not in reference to the earth in reference to the earth the sun remains still it's so ridiculous so you can't they can't even ask the question even though once they've admitted that in reference to the milky way galaxy the sun moves so then the next the answer to the question does the sun move in space is a simple yes yet they can't say that. they have to say in reference to what because you have to look at everything in reference frames it's ridiculous. right because it's moving but it's also not moving the right. whole mom the whole model crumbled once i pulled back the the curtain it was just about being willing to even like peep behind the curtain another big one for me which is not as physical evidence or anything but i read um albert pike uh i read excerpt from morals and dogma where he straight up tells you the Earth's a plane, dude. Everyone throughout all of history's known it. All of our secret societies know it. We use planar trigonometry. Um, that's what the Earth is. And it's the only way that it can be utilized. And I was like, oh, so the little gravelers, again, at that point, I already knew the importance of, like, secret societies, you know? So I was like, well, they know what's up. You know, we're just the stupid people that just believe whatever we're told with no evidence. So it's just, it's just about, is the person willing to look behind the curtains, even if it's going to make them uncomfortable? And the answer, right. unfortunately, is typically no, not at first. No, mostly not. But, I mean, you can find some people that, like I said, if they've, if they've been open to some other deception in the past, then they're much more welcome. 
It's like, well, I've been lied to before. I mean, some of these guys just must feel like they've never been lied to in their lives or something. I don't know. Because they, they even believe. I mean, there's people out there who believe that there can be no conspiracy. I mean, they, they'll really think like, no, even two people can't be on a conspiracy. There's no se- no secrets are to be had. No secrets ever been held for a long time because they're not even smart enough to realize that if there were secrets that were held, you wouldn't know about it. <laughs> That's the whole point yeah. of the secret. I mean, if you think your parents don't have secrets from you, you've got another thing going. You know, right. if you don't think your friends have secrets from you, if you don't think the neighbors have secrets from you, then you just don't understand life. It's just it's that simple. But uh, yeah. who knows? All right, so we uh, did that. What else did I have? Uh, what is this that you're looking at? Is just uh, yeah, another so, Chinese? Is it Chinese one? Yeah, of course. It's just some Chinese rocket that failed the other day. Last week, and but I can't find any video of it technically failing. It just goes out over when it's too far to see, and they keep saying satellites were lost. And of course, you don't hear about where it crashed. Why? Because it crashed in the ocean, um, just like they all do. What difference does it make whether this one's ruined or not? They just have to tell a little story, steal a little money. Again, what would be worth more money to you if you said we need to build this, launch this satellite? You launch it and it crashes. Well, guess what? You're going to get more money. <laughs> you're going to get more money to build oh, new satellites funny. to keep more jobs going to put up something else and it just keeps the story going forever one thing I thought was funny somebody people, sent me for how long do you think they, they're going to people are going to be able to be watching these same things as rocket launches and, and still be entertained do you think that that can last very long or do you think people will still be jumping like the SpaceX people in five years or something for the same yes dude people are super stupid dude we just have to look at how long they've been promised of all these things like we talked about last time it's so sad that we went from you know in the 50s and 40s and you know they were saying oh and by the year 2000 we'll have flying cars instead in the year 2020 we think Mm -hmm. uh pancake syrup is racist so dude if they said we think that flying (laughs) a trash can up there would be the most sufficient aerodynamically people would believe it and cheer it on dude a trash can uh, a metal trash can be serious dude they would they would they would think oh that makes sense they have did you see this thing they have this guy got i think a hundred million dollars in stephen hawking on his side to to have this nano probe it's like I think it's like two centimeters or something that they're gonna hold it in orbit and blast an array of lasers on it and accelerate it towards Alpha Centauri or something like this at uh, half the speed of light so they can visit another exoplanet or something like this. That's that's the level that we're speaking of right now. You know, micro probes accelerated by lasers. To <laughs> oh, then we're all gonna play dress up in the speed. dark and drop acid. And Jack off yeah, that's gonna be fun. Oh, Bow yeah. down to each other and take oaths. Uh, I got this email from somebody the other day. It's pretty funny. He says, "Jared, dig what you do. I've been listening to you for a while. You may already know this, but I have a buddy that works at NASA. He's a diver. He posted some craziest a few days ago, saying that NASA is stepping up their game for future Luna operations by incorporating a heads-up display in their diving helmets. <laughs> he's not an astronaut. He's a diver, and he does say." for training for future Luna operations, but I thought it was funny because why would NASA step up the diver's game by incorporating an HUD when all they're supposedly doing is helping the astronauts in the pool? <laughs> so now the divers have heads-up displays inside their diving helmets. Like, what would be the point of that? <laughs> the divers aren't even in space. Unless you it's just production finding later on, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. And I think some of those 
some of those divers, you don't need very many of them, are in on the Dude, so, they don't even hide it, dude. It's no. always in the open. You know, they go tell you they practice in the pool. I mean, come on, dude. They even tell though, you they practice even in the pool. Though that'd be so complete. That's so ridiculous. You, you almost. I've heard people make this sales pitch, and you almost kind of got to agree with it. Like, is are they really at fault? They are, right? They propagated the deception, but it's like. I know. They tell you, dude. They straight up tell you how preposterous it is, and so it's it's kind of hard to be mad at. I've them changed all the way. a lot of that, and you know that's another reason when people say like, uh, "Why aren't your channels shut down if you're revealing this truth?" They probably respect us. They probably look at yeah. us like, you know, we gotta respect these guys. At least they're calling us out for what we're doing. Now, <laughs> the people we don't respect are the people that we're fooling that just fall for it. Um, they don't, you know, they just look at my channel like, oh yeah, I mean, he's never going to, he, people think he's crazy. He's never going to gain any kind of following. Uh, YouTube is not allowed, he's going to allow him to say anything against us. Uh, they're fine. They don't care. They'll probably respect Yeah, them. exactly. They're like, Jaren, you're mad at Jaren. <laughs> you're mad at Jaren for telling you, but we already told you. You just weren't paying attention. <laughs> said he was going to be back. I don't see him, but we can probably wrap up. Do you guys have anything coming up? Uh, or I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I'm trying to look at my list. I'm getting confused. I'm doing a lot of shows now, so I'm like confused. What have I talked about? What haven't I talked about? We got Raw Monday, and then I've been doing this show at night, which I may not be doing for much longer. But uh, Anyway, uh, you guys have anything coming up? Um, I do have, I'm actually debating tonight at nice. like 8, eight central on um, uh, modern day debate. Okay. So I guess I'm going to go get something to eat and go destroy that dude's religion and see how it goes. Who, who are you debating? Uh, some dude named T-Jump, Tom Jump, T-Jump, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I know Dave, wait, 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 is it going to be on your... YouTube channel. What time? Uh, eight central. What time? Yeah, is yeah, yeah. Three hours from really? three hours from now. Eight p.m. central. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and that sucks. It doesn't matter. You know, you know, it's gonna be the typical thing. Um, but yeah, it's so a Mattoon kind debate. of character. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Typically, I don't like underestimate my opponent or whatever. At this point, they're just defending. They're arguing against reality. I, I don't even prep. I don't know anything about him. Uh, I've heard he's a clown, but of course he's a. If you if you go around YouTube as a globezealot, you are a clown, you know. So yeah, I don't I don't know. No, yeah, modern day debate. I'll probably put mirrored up on my channel later, or do an after show maybe. But no, it's still it's on that same. Is that platform. that host that? Yeah, just sits there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I dude, actually I don't mind it necessarily because I'm pretty. I can hold my own pretty well. And so back and forth, live time, it gives me some benefits. So I don't even care. You know, it's like, whatever. Let me get to the crux of the issue. If you can get to monologue for 10 minutes, straw manning me, it, it actually works for aiding confirmation bias, you know? So I'll take the goat to bed. I mean, whatever. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just thanking people. Uh... Okay, so that's going on. Dave Weiss, I know, is on with the Tinfoil Hat guys right now, I think. But I don't. I think they record. They don't do live stuff. So uh, stay tuned to all of our channels. I'm sure we'll find out when that's coming out. But do you guys ever listen to that? With Sam, I seen Tripoli, it. I've seen it before. Eddie yeah, Bravo. It's, it's cool. I don't don't see it all the time. I don't have time to be watching stuff right now. But uh, what what I saw, I thought it was 
surprisingly, you know, it was better than what I expected kind of thing. Because sometimes, it, you know, at the first impression you get from that guy is like, this guy cannot be so smart. But then you realize he is smart. <laughs> yeah, he tiptoes. Uh, no he tiptoes a lot. He tiptoes a lot. Sam Tripoli. Um, well, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, he's okay. But, you know, I, I saw a few things just when David was there and they were, they were going crazy with the flutter stuff. Sure, I'd imagine it'd be way different with like the with Dave there. Yeah, uh, hopefully it's good. Yeah, yeah no, I don't, I don't know much so. about it. It's very big, right? The, the podcast. Not very big. I mean, their channel's got maybe eighty thousand subs, maybe maybe seven thousand. But their show does pretty so good. Kind of like Rogan you said, he tiptoes a lot. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of one of those. I think a lot of people go to that model where they go to it's not about me, so I can just interview people and I kind of go along with everything. Um, yeah, it's just an easy way to do things. Um, let's see here. And Rodrigo, what do you have coming up? I'm doing a bunch of writing and trying to work on my website and get some things straight. Uh, and yeah, trying to finish the space crack too. It's going to be, uh, who knows, it's just a bunch of musings and some, some a bunch of research and some thoughts on, on you know, self-critique and whatever. It's, 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 who knows what it's going to be. It's, it's interesting. It's already too long. But yeah, that's coming up in a bunch of other things. Um, I can't even keep track of it. I, I collect too many things and make plans to talk about everything. And then I realize it's better if I write it down, get it all down, and explain to myself and look it over, and then I can make uh, a bunch of uh, presentations on it and, and talk about it and see. You know, I, I like to sometimes push some buttons, and that's kind of a problem, so maybe people don't like me so much, but whatever. And I like to to ask hard questions. I mean, you know, I'm kind of even going after the idea, you know, the slogan, uh, belief is the enemy of knowing. Right. Sure. Yeah. Even even this slogan, I'm kind of trying to to look around and and, and look at those distinctions. Is that really a thing? Um, and but it's kind of in a playful way as well. <laughs> as well. Language is play. That's one of the things. <laughs> but yeah. So we'll see. You know, I'll come up live, do something, and keep going. Essentially, too many things um, on my jobs and whatnot. Just trying to stay afloat and the baby. Uh, and we we here we're not with much family around because it's my my family cannot visit us. There's a lockdown. Like Brazilians cannot come to Europe. Um, so my mom hasn't been able to see her grandson and all these things. So we just basically slightly isolated. So trying to get these done. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what's up with me. All right, and Iru, I, I guess, is here. Oh, Iru's back. Iru, we, we were going to shut down the show unless you had something you wanted to share. I don't know if you, you said you wanted something. Show something. We can do that or we can not. Uh, I do want to thank everybody in DLive. we got 230 people, which is awesome. And again, I, I would love to see that number keep increasing. I would love one day to see you know 600 in DLive and... 50 people on YouTube, and then I would realize that I no longer need to be on YouTube. It's kind of a, would be fantastic. But um, try and spread the word as much as possible while remaining uh, under the radar. But I appreciate everybody in, in DLive and for the lemons. Um, great help now that I'm able to get them out. It's 
much better to send lemons than it is to send super chats. Super chats, I think they take 30%. Uh, so you have to send 10 bucks. I would only get seven, but I believe it's far better than that. <clears throat> we'll get there eventually, says Raven Gaming. What's up, Grace? I'll have everybody in there. So that's the plan is to kind of, you know, I don't know how long we're all going to last on YouTube. And it's good to do some stuff like Dawson doing his debate. I'm sure that stuff will be allowed. But sometimes when the topic is a little bit more risque, uh, we have to go over to D-Lab. So I appreciate you guys being here. appreciate everybody on YouTube, obviously. Uh, you can support everybody on Patreon very easily. Patreon.com slash Jaronism for me. Slash Wits It Gets It for Austin, slash Anthropology for Rodrigo, and slash Nua Paratodos for. And as far as Sunday, I don't want to. We're going to keep it open. You can check out my channel at noon. Do you guys have plans? I, I don't want to confirm it yet because I don't know if I have anything to talk about, but if Bob's going to join us, uh, maybe we can take some calls. I don't have that ability, but Bob does. So just kind of keep an eye on my channel, and I'll talk to you guys. Are you guys available as of you know? As far as now? As of you know? Yeah. I think for me, uh, it, the calls show was really interesting the other time. Yeah, if we could do that again. So I mean, it just depends. I know Bob's still having, you know, moving and all that stuff, so he's still not ready for Globusters to come back with him as the host, which I think will be in August. But uh, as far as me doing a sub-show... Probably do it. It's just uh, make sure everybody shows up. Or else, I guess I'll start it and then say hello, everybody. Nobody's here. Well, it's cool. we'll talk <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna hear, you know, if you wanna hear about something, you can probably present is like how there is an anthropologist who looks at space believers, exoplanetary scientists, and she has a take on it, and it's quite interesting. I can, I can make a little bit of a presentation on that if you like to. Be, yeah, very minimalist. Like really interesting, so you see that <laughs> the way she puts it, it's quite interesting too. Yeah, maybe we'll do she, one and just keep it short if that's if that's it. And if yeah, if Bob wants to take calls and do that, but uh, that sounds like fun. So that's coming up as far as Sunday, and then you know, back to next week again with the Monday Raw, and we'll do it all again. Hello, uh, guys. Hero. <laughs> yeah, man. Sorry for. It's okay. Family I business. Sorry yes. for for. We were just shutting My down, answer. but did you have something you want to say before we go? You want to show something? You can, I can Thank you, everyone, and uh, oh. <laughs> no, no, no much. But nothing not you so want to, nothing you want to share. No, I have, I have all the 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 file from the vaccination campaign, but I don't know if you want to address that uh, right now after you. Do you want to do it Sunday? Yeah, for Globusters. I'm a. Completely available. Okay, let's do Sunday. let's do that. So now I'm making it official. There will be a Sunday show. It will be on my channel. It'll yes, be a yes, Globusterous show. We'll have Iru presenting some vaccination stuff. Rodrigo possibly presenting, and then we'll see if Bob's going to join us. If Bob will join us, then we will probably take some phone calls. Sounds good. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Any final words before we go? Right, guys i remind you to do your own research because when you do you'll never again believe what you've been taught we'll see you guys sunday noon pacific right here and uh that's it till next time this has been journeys peace peace out